I'm going to eat your head. (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't know if that works with the rest of the song. Whatever. (laughs) So I just started recording just in time to get you saying, I am going to eat your head. (laughs) Awesome. Well, that's uh, yeah. that's an intro, all that's right. A, that's a thing. You will not be providing <clears throat> context. For Welcome that. back Fuck to it. Dave Dragowski. No, no record at inopportune times. Yeah, that's the, <laughs> as good a name for this show as any. It's the three dude dudes cast. cast. <laughs> ba boom. We are here. I'm the host. <laughs> I'm in charge. I make the rules. I suck all the dicks. I I make all the oh goodness bitches. Do what bitches do (laughs) on the floor. Off to a great start. Which is. Which is. Which is. Watch me blow dicks. (laughs) Make it rain. (laughs) I am. I make women kneel on the floor and watch me blow dicks. (laughs) Look, lines of. Do not disrespect my religion. Dave Jagowski, 2020. (laughs) So, now look. It's the three dudes show. I'm in charge. All right. And and uh, that means Captain Slam is it's in the driver's seat. Captain. Yes, probably probably hopefully going to be a good time. It's always a good time on the three dudes show. Yeah, well, uh, we're nice and loose today. We've only done one episode that wasn't like happy at all. I think we did at least one episode that was just gr- grim beginning to end. Did we? Yeah, we did. Which one was that? Okay. Was it the one about crying or the one about... The one about crying, I think, was... That, was... that was a good one. I think it was mine where it's like, let's talk about our health. And then, like, all oh, we could yeah. do is like, well, we're all really unhealthy. <laughs> no, no, I think I think I, I think think that was mine. I think I think mine was... I, oh, was yeah, it? it was yours. I think mine it was on medicine health. or... No, no was... my, mine was medicine. There was medicine huh. and then yours was health. Yeah, we did. Do, we did do the, more than the, one. The physical condition yeah. of the dudes. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Ooh, which is spoiler alert. Not great. <laughs> All right. Well, don't worry. Tonight's topic has nothing to do with that. Good. Um, <laughs> oh, good. It's a good because I got a, nothing good to say about that. <laughs> it's a it's a new season, which means uh, I'm debuting a new game. Ooh. I think it's going to be pretty good. Oh, do we all have to get new games? No, well, you don't have to. I just thought it'd be it'd be kind of fun, and I think this is. Uh, I'll explain later, but I've taken inspiration from a couple different sources, and I think it's I think this is just gonna, um, Monopoly. <laughs> a full <laughs> game week, extreme Monopoly. Mm-hmm. As long as I get to be the boot, <laughs> I want to be the dog. I, no. Fair enough. I get to be the car. No, no, cool. no one can be the dog. Actually, I was always the iron, and I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, it's the easiest piece to stand up. Let's That's be real. Um, the dog has four legs, though. <laughs> I know, and it just never fucking stands up. Yeah. The shoe is easy enough to stand yeah. up, but uh, no, the iron it's it's flat on the bottom like an iron ought to be. So it just sits there and <laughs> really starting off with some hot takes. <laughs> doesn't topple over. Do you know that? Do you know that? I remember when I bought a round iron and it just didn't work at all. <laughs> yeah, right. yeah, a spherical the, iron. The I had, shape I had of a to ball. I had to roll it over my clothes and it, it burned the flesh off of my palm. Yeah. <laughs> Try it out, honey. There's <laughs> <laughs> a, a big iron sphere full of boiling water. It just comes out of like a like like a uh, what, like a forge and it's just white hot. <laughs> <laughs> it's a Mandalorian iron. <laughs> this is the way. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Oh yeah, you haven't seen it yet, have yeah, you? I God, know what that is fucking damn it, Dave. Yeah, what a fucking dumbass. It's it's a really good show. Um, anyway, mm-hmm. uh, 
you may not know this about the uh, Monopoly, but if if uh, you pass a space, if you land on a space and you decline to buy it, mm-hmm. it becomes auctioned off to other players. The turn does not end until someone buys that property. It makes it shortens the game of Monopoly yeah. drastically. That's the way it's supposed to be and played. It's, it's I've also never the, played it that it's way. It's the official rules. That's the way you were right. That's why everybody's always like, "Oh, I hate Monopoly. It takes fucking forever." But now, that's how you're supposed to play. It shouldn't take forever no. if you play by the rules. Now Correct. That's why I've always been trying to stress that to people because that's how you're supposed to do it. But right. whenever you bring that up at a Monopoly table with you know Monopoly yeah. amateurs, they, <laughs> <laughs> you also do not descending to them. You also do not collect money from the center if you land on free parking. That doesn't happen. No, that's not it. That's the house rule. Free parking and just visiting are just spaces where nothing happens. Right. It actually derails the economy of the game in a lot Uh of instances if you play correctly. Yeah. You're just giving a bonus. You play by Bernie Sanders' house rule. If you're you're familiar (laughs) like we are with the the meta, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the Monopoly (laughs) meta game, obviously... Obviously, Boot is extremely unbalanced. Yeah. He's got better attack stats. <laughs> He's got, uh, like, Buku HP. <laughs> you just can't beat it. It, it. Like, I'm expecting the next patch to resolve it, especially when they introduce uh, the next piece. Um, <laughs> which is just a gun. Which, which is, is just a, yeah, yeah it's, it's just an old-timey God. revolver. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving a gun around the board. <laughs> <laughs> and if you land on this space, you get to use the gun to shoot the dog. <laughs> <laughs> nice property. I'll take it. All right. That'll be $600. No, no, no. I'll take it. Yeah, right. <laughs> Monopoly, but it's just theft. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so anyway. Yeah. Um, none of that matters, though, because we're fucked, obviously. We sure we are, are fucked. As we typically are. Chris. Why are we fucked? Uh, we're fucked because people keep asking hair screwed. People, people keep. No, we're upset. Actually, when I say this, it's going to yeah. sound like that. So yes. I might as well re- do it in that voice. Yeah. Um, people keep asking Hillary Clinton's opinions on things. It's just got to stop. And people keep reporting it like anybody yeah. fucking cares. It's um, just got to. You know, it just has to stop for the country. She, it, for the country's sake, you need to stop. For, if for nothing else than for the sake of. The party that you, you know, helped cheat your way up I to would the top. So, yeah. I would so rather her be my president than literally any Republicans. Yeah, but right. I don't want to. I don't want to have to keep seeing her face. Sure. No. I agree. No. no. Well, and the problem, like between her and Joe Biden, it's it's very clear that establishment Democrats are getting no. more and more out of touch. Uh, yeah, some, and a little like, nervous, I think. Didn't Bob Dylan say one time, please get out of the way if you can't lend your hand? Uh-huh. Mm. Um, yeah, so, like... Yeah, shut the fuck up if you're not going to support right. the party. She was, she was asked today... She, she, I don't think she was asked. I think it was just part of the interview they were talking about the candidates. So the thing you're referring to yeah. comes from an upcoming four-part Hulu documentary... Oh, boy. ...about Hillary Clinton. Going to watch that what? one. Yeah, there's still, for some reason, in 2020... Okay. We have to watch a four-part documentary about someone who basically walked out of you know U.S. politics right. four Are, years ago. Is there is there is there any reason why can they justify in four parts why a documentary about Hillary Clinton would be better than a documentary about Michelle Obama? I don't know. I mean, the thing is, Hillary Clinton's story is super fascinating and important. I'm not going to act like that. That. that you no, know, she's super accomplished. You get, I mean, like, yeah, exactly. And the and the fact that she managed to get that far and sure. and not take the presidency is like a a failure of like a life's work. Sure. And it is 
awful and yeah, shitty. Sure. And we got the worst possible alternative. And there's all these reasons that she still matters. Yeah. I but just, but just, I just, I, I don't, don't want to, I don't want to hear her opinion on this. <laughs> yeah. Right. yeah. You know, cause now she's, now she's running around and, and the big thing that you were, well, you're the one. No, you're okay. No, the big, the big thing was that, uh, she basically said nobody likes Bernie Sanders. Yeah. It's like, like I'm talking like, <laughs> like nobody in establishment politics likes Bernie Sanders. Plenty yeah. of people. Yeah, like no shit. Bernie because Sanders. like you said, billionaire Democrats yeah. are, are obviously going to like, Go against him. No one establishment wants that guy. His entire soapbox is that he's he's trying to pull the money away from the richest class. Yeah, he's essentially um, a Democrat in name only, and everyone really right. knows it. Right. He's a member of the Democratic Party to get on the ticket to be on the ticket. Yeah, right. Because that, it's the only way in. Because he was an independent, for, he classified as an independent. He ran and, as a Democratic Socialist, sure, right? You know, sure. in, in the state of Vermont when right. he when he was governor, that was his stated party and platform. But con, but consider all the non-establishment Democrats that are behind him. I you know I, I like I don't know I I I keep seeing every time I I look on especially on social media where again like I said. Uh, in, a, in an earlier conversation sometime last week, I think that's becoming more and more important. And it's something right. establishment Democrats aren't holding on to. I think I think whatever happens in this in this upcoming election, there's going to be a changing of the guard in the party. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. It's I think it's there it's approaching. It's almost. It, well, and I think you're right, because no matter like if Trump gets elected, which I've said many times, I, I'm almost positive is going to happen at, at this point. Yeah. I think it's going to happen. Um but like, even if, if a Democratic uh, one of the one of the established one of the Democrats wins, yeah, uh, you know, and like actually what's the next generation look like after that? Right. Well, it doesn't matter whether it's Elizabeth Warren or Joe Biden. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, All the rest of them at that age basically are they're done. they're done. It's it's right. there's going to be a changing of the guard no matter what for whatever reason, regardless of the outcome of the of the yeah. upcoming yeah. election. And and I think Bernie has a really good chance to do well in the primaries. I still think he's going to get yeah. screwed out of it when when it comes to the DNC. I'll say this though in the crazy scenario that bernie wins the primary and they give it to him i don't think it's impossible and i don't even think it's unlikely that he wins the presidency Mm -hmm. yeah he speaks to the exact set of voters who are willing to give the middle finger to the whole country and blow it up right over you know issues that they have been ignored on for a long time yeah, um, and, and well, and that's I kind of think. Oh, here we go. Three dudes talking about politics. That's <laughs> that's hey, the exact twenty twenty. Yeah, Woo! that's that's the exact uh, five. The five percent of voters, the five percent of voters that uh, Donald Trump targeted and yeah. and swung. Yeah, you know what I mean. He pulled uh, blue collar Democrats over. Mm-hmm. Um, he he lost uh, uh, you know the vote totals and still won the presidency. Yeah, sure. Uh, largely mm-hmm. on the backs of calculated strategy like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it, uh, it obviously you know it, there it worked. It, he did a really really good job yeah. of speaking to the heartland of America. Um, it just feel it, it does feel like we're going to do it again. I don't you know you can't win well, the presidency and not win. We'll uh, see. We'll see. Michigan and Ohio and yeah, you know. You know. Mm. I do wonder who that next generation is, you know? Yeah. Because, like, I do think, like, uh, Bernie, Biden, maybe even Warren, mm-hmm. if they don't win this time, they might just be out. Yeah, I think I think this will be the um, Who's the next, you know, who's next in line? Is it, like, you know, people like like Booker's age, or you know, or... Um, Joe Rogan. Your, uh, <laughs> your Klobuchar's and your... I, I don't know if you guys saw the yeah. New York Times did their endorsement. Yeah. Yeah. Vermin Supreme still hasn't gotten killed by ninjas yet somehow, <laughs> no, so I mean, I he's know. still in the running. <laughs> Everybody gets a pony. <clears throat> yeah. Everyone gets a pony. Yeah, and the ninjas don't want that. No, yeah. they, they sure don't, because no. then you can run away from the ninjas. Right. You always have a pony on hand. <laughs> 
Ninja vs. Pony, who would win? Ninja vs. Pony, the yeah. ninja would win. You think? But uh, Okay, but a pony with a rider? You telling me you think... I don't know. You telling me you think the ninja's going to win against... Does that the rider get like a baseball bat or... No, just a pony. <laughs> See, you keep saying pony and my mind keeps defaulting to unicorn. Yeah. And that's, those are not the same thing. <laughs> my, my mind keeps defaulting to genuine. <laughs> Rider... My pony, I'm winning elections. Riding my pony, I'm fighting ninjas. Yeah, so I don't know. I want to correct something you said. Um, the rider doesn't get the pony. The pony gets the rider. I think it's pretty yeah. clear. It's pretty clear. Let me be clear. We need to be. We need to be accurate. Let me be here. clear. The top one percent of ponies <laughs> <laughs> get the top ninety percent of riders. Or, I, I guess. or something like that, right? Sure. The top one percent of cats get the top ninety percent of the salami. You know, I've heard this uh, redistribution of jockeys thing, and I think it's all garbage. <laughs> <laughs> it's so stupid. Uh, uh, no, it's uh, like it, this is like the least opportune time yeah. for her to have an opinion about anything. But yeah. it, I, as I told you earlier, a lot of people seem to think I believe accurately that. Clinton trash talking Sanders right now is great for Sanders. Yeah, actually, I, I think you're right. Yeah. Um, oh, sh- yeah. He actually the way he he handled it really well. I don't know if one of, <laughs> I saw this. I didn't see it. I, I, I don't know <laughs> if one of his people told him to do this or if he just off the cuffed it. I'd mm-hmm. like to think he off the cuffed it. But he said something like because she said nobody likes him and he responded by saying. Uh, well, my wife likes me, you know, most days. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> on, on a, yeah, it was like on a good day, I'd say my wife likes me, <laughs> and then he and then he. Uh, immediately <laughs> change the subject to impeachment. <laughs> if the question is likability, Sanders ain't your man. Pivot. Right. Yeah, right. You know, everyone knows that. It's not about whether he's likable. He's running a campaign of ideas. Right. You know, mm-hmm. some people are not. Biden is not. No. No. No one really cares. People <laughs> who like Biden don't care what Biden wants to do. Did you see what he said about uh, game developers? No. What? He, he, sa- he said that they're creeps who uh, train kids to kill. <laughs> No, Biden? Yeah, creeps. Exact word, creeps. Oh, Joe. <laughs> Joe. Grandpa Don't Joe, video, no. Video games are great. Uh, I'm sure you played a little Pac-Man at the arcade. Right. You know, stole a glance at someone's granddaughter, you know, like, hey, hey. How, how you doing? <laughs> Smell her hair sipping a little bit. Sipping on your schlitz. Yeah. <laughs> uh, schlitz. Of course he drinks schlitz. <laughs> Perfect. Uh, my, the thing I can't stand about Biden, at least this time, it's yeah. like, I don't know who his people are, but he's like preaching this message of it's, it's time for everybody to step aside and let, you know, the young people have their say and then runs a campaign based solely on like hating yeah. young the people. Young, right. Yeah. It's crazy. Like uh, he's not representative of the stuff that younger people actually care about. Right. It's so duplicitous. Right. It's such doublespeak. It blows my mind. Mm-hmm. You know? Established. You know, he's going to have the party support. Oh, yeah. Uh, as will Warren, I think. And I'd be much more comfortable with Elizabeth Warren. Oh, for sure. I would have been much more comfortable with Elizabeth Warren last time, if she, you know mm-hmm. what I mean. But Very uh, interestingly to me, the Times endorsed two candidates. They normally just endorsed one. Mm-hmm. They endorsed two. Oh. Those two were uh, were Warren and Klobuchar. Two women, interestingly enough. Yeah. Um, you know, your, your uh, front runner, Joe Biden, to me, shockingly, was not one of those two. I'm actually really shocked... It wasn't the, you know, Biden as the, because their rationale was you got your centrist and you got your kind of like extreme left, right? And so these are two people that we, you know, these are two paths for our country. I'm amazed Biden wasn't that 
path, you know, the the centrist path on the, on the in the yeah. middle. Yeah, uh, um, word around the bullpen is that uh, Biden may not be as much of a front runner as everybody thinks. Well, we won't mm-hmm. know. Until gonna, that's what that's what I heard. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he like, does have he does have black support basically sure. locked, which but is really important. If you're watching, um, not all. I don't think he has all black support. I think Bernie's got a lot more than because yep. he had a lot of uh, uh, black caucuses in Iowa. Yeah, uh, you know, Bernie has a give really his, strong shot yeah. of performing really well in the early oh. states, and I think if he can do a lot with that. Think about where you're getting the polling information, you know what I mean? It's getting delivered to you from like CNN, MSNBC. Right. Remember how wrong the polls were in 2016? Right. Mm -hmm. Not just Uh, wrong, but how wrong. Yeah. Well, I remember you looked up 538 election night Yeah. and it had changed. Yeah, there was a dramatic swing. Mm -hmm. Like a dramatic swing where they they were, they said at one point Trump had an 80% chance to win. You remember that? Uh, uh, no, I remember him having an 80% chance to lose. Oh, okay. I mean, I remember leading up to the election, he was dramatically expected to lose. Well, they yeah. switched it where he, like, election night, he was ahead. Yeah, I don't know how far, I don't know when they put him ho- ahead and how much, but, mm. uh, yes, there was a big shift where it went, like, oh, wait, mm. all the way here at the last minute, maybe things aren't so, you know, right. such a lock. Yeah. God, I hate thinking about that. Thing. I know. I'm sorry. Yeah. I didn't mean to like bring everybody down. Here. <laughs> this, I, I, so anyway, this is the no, we're, fu- we're fucked because this is the least important time to hear Hillary Clinton's opinion on <laughs> right. uh, candidates. <laughs> right, and she's talking yeah. about candidates. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. You're four years too late, Hill. <laughs> yeah, Hill dog. So, Hill dog. Anyway, uh, Dave, why are why are you or we or the world fucked? Well. I will tell you in a why we're fucked that comes from the the deep deep in the bowels of the DMV where I spent <laughs> I spent lunchtime today. You had hinted at this earlier. Uh, you know, like I don't really have a whole like a lot of uh, I don't have a problem with the DMV most of the time. It's mm. a it's a place where like when I go, I know I'm going to wait. Sure. I know I'm going to sit there <laughs> yeah. and wait a, a good long time. And I'm okay with that. The Department of Mechanized Vixens. <laughs> which <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a robot which, strip club down there. On, which which DMV do you go to? Because I've never had to wait too long in the Boardman one. Uh, West Side Merchants. Merchants yeah, oh, well, there's out. your problem. <laughs> that, it might be, actually. So maybe it just serves too many people or something. I, I haven't been there, obviously, in a year, because you go when you have to go every right. year. Right. Um, they have changed the whole system there now in a way that irritates the shit out of older people. And I have discovered this now after being there. <laughs> they have this system. They used to have, you take a number. Yeah. Everyone can wrap their head around that. Sure. Because it's a number in your hand, and there's a number on the wall, and you look at that until they match. And everyone, no matter how feeble and stupid, can yep. follow the process. Technology cannot improve every situation. No, it really, honestly, I don't Ooh. know that this new system was necessary myself, yeah. but whatever. They've got the system, right? So what happens is you walk in, you see a sign where the taken number used to be, and it points you over to the machine by the, 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 uh, the soda machine. And you put your number in on a pad, and then you put your name in on a pad, and then you choose the reason you're there. They tell you a number... They also text it to your phone. I hate that. And you sit. <laughs> but the thing that's nice is they actually text you when you're next. So if you're not paying attention, you zone out. You go, oh, wait, I'm next now. You know, it's okay. It's not a big problem. Yeah. None of this is really why we're fucked. This is just the beginning. This is the setup for a day where people are in there and they're frustrated. This is a preemptive fuck. Yeah. This is <laughs> Things started getting fucked when this was the environment that it happened in. So... 
Um, so what happens is I'm sitting down in a chair just trying to mind my own business and try to ignore the old guy grumbling behind me. Stupid. You know, like no one's happy. And I see across <laughs> the way there's this guy with his wife at the counter, right? And because it's the the way the building is, you can't not overhear every conversation in there. Right. Because there's, like, no walls. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I've heard some interesting ones. <laughs> yeah. Um, so this conversation is this guy and his wife, and she can't speak English. And she has to take an eye exam thing in order to do to get her license, right? She has to do the vision test. Yeah. But she can't do the vision test if she can't read the things and they can't communicate with her about what row to look at and all that <laughs> stuff. Um, and this guy <clears throat> is getting really irritated. Um, it's, 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 so it's not like he's yelling. You can just see he's like getting like, amped up. Yeah, he's getting amped up and he's trying to like keep it buttoned down. And his wife doesn't know what's going on. And I feel for this woman, right? She's the person. She's one of two people in this story I don't hate. And, like, he clearly doesn't speak her language. That's the other thing. So this dude doesn't speak her language. Like mail order bride or something? I don't know. But the thing is, they're both, like, in their, like, 40s, maybe, you know? And somehow he doesn't know her language, and she doesn't know his, right? Um, That's very weird. So... They're talking with her. The woman behind the counter is trying to say, you know, like, do you have a translator? Is there a translator you can Google to Translate, in? bro. We're going there. Sorry. <laughs> she, can't, she can't find a translator. Or she doesn't know what's being asked of her. The husband is getting pissed off. He just walks away. He what walks away. Fuck? He's all pissed off. He walks away, leaves her at the counter, and he's going, come on. He's doing that big hand gesture. Yeah. Like, come on, God, let's go. God, there's nothing I hate worse than dudes who are mean to their wives. I, I know. <sighs> especially I especially in public. Yeah. Where it's like, it's it's not just mean, it's humiliating. Yeah, right. I so fucking, I can't stand He's that. going, come on. He's doing that big, like, gesture, and he walks, he just walks out. And so she's still standing there at the counter <sighs> with the clerk who's been helping her, that clerk's supervisor, who is behind... You know, trying to get this thing worked out, and she's sitting there going, "Do you have? Do you have a translator? I can't help you without translator." She's being incredibly patient. Yeah, incredibly patient. Then she gets the idea for the phone for a phone translation thing. So she's saying, "Your phone? Do you? You know?" She's doing this gesture. Do you like? Do you have a phone? And somehow this conveys the information to this woman who leaves the building, goes to her car where her husband has just stormed out. He's huffed. Yeah. yeah. Don't and get him back in in there. No. So she grabs the phone, I guess, and comes back in. The woman handling this situation behind the counter has now invested basically a full half hour in, like, just helping to get the phone there and get the translation app on there and get the thing going. And then and it works. Yeah. And she's able to do her exam. Yeah. Whoa. Google, yeah. tra Google Translate's uh, actually low-key amazing. Yeah, you, you, can, hit the button where, you yeah. can hit the button where it's just you talk and it speaks, yeah. they talk and it speaks, and no one has to touch anything. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's come a long way. We use it at work a lot, yeah, yeah. For, for people who come in who speak Spanish. Huh. We so, had a couple French people in, too. Like, you know. So this woman is, like, incredibly grateful, as, I, as you would be, because someone actually took the time to help you when you're fucking deadbeat husband right you know would have been ready to just fucking walk right out of out of sheer curiosity what language was she speaking i don't really know i mean i can make guesses based on what she looked like but i don't really know swedish huh. russianese <laughs> russianese uh romanian <laughs> i don't know uh I, I mean she looked like an asian lady i can only guess what language she speaks sure <laughs> um but so 
they go through this whole thing, and she's super grateful, and she's doing that like two hands pray gesture, thank you thank thing, you. Yeah. and it just kind of like warmed my heart, right? <laughs> yeah, uh, that someone took that time. So the sort of like closer of the story is that woman is the woman that helps me get my driver's license photo, and I'm she walks me into the booth, you know, mm-hmm. and uh, and uh, she's just going like. <sighs> You know, she's like, you can see she's like really frustrated. She had a frustrated day. Yeah. yeah. And I said, uh, yeah, bad day, huh? And she says, you have no idea. And I'm like, yeah, maybe I don't. And then I realized that's definitely what she's talking about. Yeah. And I said, uh, did that whole thing work out? And she says, yeah. And she says, you know, my ex. And then she says, I shouldn't say ex. You know, my my husband, he's passed. Yeah. His parents were from, I can't remember specifically where in Japan. And so was he. And she's saying this to me as metered as she can. And she says, Maybe it's just me. I'm used to being patient. Yeah. And I told her I had the same feeling because I told you I'm listening to people grumble behind me. I'm watching this display. I'm looking around at everyone who's all pissed off. People say, "Ah, this whole thing sucks. I don't want to be here. You know what? The people working there don't really want to be there either. (laughs) No one wants to be at the DMV. Nobody. But it's not, it's, it's but not like, a fun place. Patience (laughs) is a pretty easy skill to practice. Yeah. It sure is. Yeah. It is. It's it, it it doesn't take a lot of effort really. It just it just takes being in the moment. I wasn't happy to be there either. But what I did was I sat in my chair for thirty five to forty minutes and I did regular breathing and I stared at the lights in the ceiling and looked around and I tried to keep a smile on my face. You didn't play on your phone like you my, know. my phone died. Oh fuck, <laughs> bro! You God. really, you really got to get a new phone. <laughs> I, I told you my phone died four fucking times Dude, today. It's time. I know. Uh, but anyway, the point of this story really is. Be patient and be nice to people, especially when they don't want to be there any more than you. Yeah. Uh, so, like, what an incredibly frustrating – that guy just, like, thinking about him pisses me off. Because this woman is in this country where she doesn't speak the language anyone else speaks or probably most nobody else. And neither does he. And he's her husband. And, yeah. like, when stuff like this happens, he gets pissed off and walks away. That's ridiculous. Leaving her there in a room full of people who are looking her, at her like, what are you doing? Yeah. Ay, ay. So we're fucked because of that guy. Yeah. <laughs> but also. Yeah, fuck that guy. But the flip side is things are good because of that lady. Yes. You, know, you fuck that guy, but that lady, don't fuck her. <laughs> <laughs> fuck him. Don't fuck her. That's the. <laughs> That's what away. I learned. Especially not at the DMV. That would be weird. No, don't do there. No, you, you can fuck that guy there. No, you okay. can don't fuck someone anywhere. Right. You but at the <laughs> but at the DMV, don't fuck him. Right. No, you can fuck him. At huh? the DMV. What are we talking about? Of course you can fuck him at the DMV, <laughs> or at least in the car that he went to. I'm just saying you can don't fuck someone wherever you are. Yeah, I'm not fucking you guys right now. <laughs> There's a lot of people I'm not fucking all over the world. I'm right don't now. fucking you right now. <laughs> but you know, if you're gonna fuck that guy, you got to do it in or around the DMV because that's where this happened. <laughs> It would be it would be inopportune to fuck him anywhere else. No, you gotta fuck him at the scene of the of the fuckery. The, yeah, so. right. Yeah, you but gotta, don't but don't. You gotta do it right lady. there so he learns his lesson. Yeah, yeah. Don't fuck don't fuck his wife, and but you, especially don't fuck the lady at the DMV because she was really nice. And what's really important is the DMV, as you may know, no matter where it is in the world, is American soil. Yeah. So <laughs> it has to be by doing it on American soil. That's <laughs> that's law. That's yeah. Right. That's why I, uh, I'm buying a flying DMV. <laughs> Right. <laughs> so you can copulate on American soil <laughs> wherever I am. Wherever I am. 
I can, I, can, I can float it down the Pacific. <laughs> I like to think you're just like like in an island nation and it's still like white Americans walking in. It's like, kind of, they're all pissed. Fucking damn it. I had to go all the way to Tonga for this. Yeah, because that's the nature of the DMV. Fuck, fucking pulls half a coconut yeah. out of his... <laughs> drinks and like, this is fucking bullshit. bullshit. I like the old system where I got a number. <laughs> and now I don't have to now fly gotta... to Tonga. <laughs> Yeah, that's how the DMV works. It will draw angry people. And then you get mad at that guy, and then you gotta fuck him. <laughs> you, gotta, you, gotta, you gotta fuck him right there in the DMV. Yeah. Tonga is the most random country know, you could have chosen to. It's the first thing that popped into my head. You can't smash his face against that linoleum countertop yeah. and teach him who's just boss. bend him over and just fucking, you know. What, what fuck you, you, buddy, for being impatient. Well, you gotta get your tags you renewed. You gotta be nice to your wife, you hear me? She's just doing her job. <laughs> what, you gotta get your tags renewed, but you're in fucking, like, Palau or East Timor? <laughs> wow. Also specific. Uh, anyway. Oh. Anyway. anyway. Um, yeah, that's it. That's why we're fucked. But also, yeah. why sometimes things are good. Yeah. Um, I'm fucked because my car is a piece of shit and I can't afford to replace it right now. Oh, but you're significantly um, less fucked oh, because Aubrey is presenting you. Is that you calamari? That's calamari. I, I ate some. Oh. Where did that come oh, from? Do you have calamari? Yeah. Oh. <sighs> Oh, fuck, dude. All right, I'm sorry. All right, I know this is supposed really to be for you, but... I, 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 no, 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 no. It's for it's for all of us. I, I'm not hungry, so please help yourselves to calamari. Oh. It was for me, and I, I can't eat all Actually, I'll have, I'll have one thing of calamari. There's no way it. you're not going to taste this calamari now that it's been brought to oh you. Oh, my right. God. Okay, that's good. I don't need any more calamari. Mm. Uh-huh. Oh, God. Mm. You have no idea what this is doing for me right now. It's <laughs> high quality. Where is that from? Davidson. Oh, Davidson's good, good, good. I literally cannot explain to you what this is doing for me right now. <laughs> I can tell you why we're not uh, fucked. This cast brought to you by Davidson's, mm. guys. Oh, um, my God. Great sponsor. Great Italian food. Oh, my God. This is us chewing into the microphone. I'm sorry. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's like the meatball episode. Oh. <laughs> so what I was saying is... <sighs> oh, there's some celery salt on that one. Mm. Well, anyway, um, so why I'm fucked... Yeah. Um, is because I my car is becoming increasingly suckier and I can't pay for it anymore. Um, that car has really lasted. Yeah. It has. For a Pontiac, that's huge. Yeah, it is a 2004 Pontiac vibe. Uh, and so that means <laughs> it, it has lasted for 16 years. That's great. Did you, like, you guys know that that rear window of oh, mine yeah, is, like, busted out. Spider webbed. It's, yeah. like, spider webbed. One tiny little piece fell out of it. Oh, no. Today. Oh, no. Yeah. Just so it. so <laughs> eventually. So we're working on getting it fixed. Yeah. But uh, talking with Greenwood. Aubrey's been talking with Greenwood because I was at work at the time. Right. Um, and uh, uh, yeah, so we're going to get that replaced. OK. But that still doesn't fix the fact to that uh, the dash light that controls what air vents my thing comes out, that that light is out. So I have to do it blind, which is OK, because I just always keep it on defrost anyway. Yeah, um, me too. <laughs> Uh, Hashtag defrost gang. The <laughs> the LCD clock is starting to become like blurry, oh almost like really like it has condensation inside it or something. Or? No, no, no. Like like parts of it are lighting up outside of the LCD display, uh, but then oh. they go but then they go away after a while after the car's been on for a bit. Okay, um, and then I don't know. There just all sorts Lots of, of weird little shit. Weird little shit that is eventually going to accumulate into big shit. Can you get your hood open at least? I can't remember if you ever got that fixed. I can get my hood open. Getting it completely closed is a different story, right. if you recall. Yeah. Um, no, it, it lashes fine. Um, but, uh, 
Yeah, it's and and I, you know, I'm, it, there's going to be a point soon where I need to get a new car and I don't know if I can really afford it right now. I mean, I like I can if I really, really scrimp and save, but uh, that's going to be I don't know. It'll yeah. it'll work out. Shit always works out. And, yeah, and but, but that's a frustrating one because a car is like yeah. you spend a lot of time in it. Mm-hmm. Trisha's got the same thing going too, so we you know I get it. It's mm-hmm. it's tough when you don't make a shitload. Yeah, of you spend enough time in a car that like really those little things add up to a, like a big amount of your like frustration. Well, you're, right, and you're in a position now where like I don't know exactly what you make, but I'm you know it's better than what you were making. So yeah, it's it's definitely better than what it was. Um, but yeah, it's 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 something I'll have to deal with coming down the long road. But for for the short term, for the immediate foreseeable future, yeah, that's why I'm fucked. Which isn't, you know, again, it's not too too bad. It's not, no, you know, I don't have cancer as far as I know. Yeah. Um. But uh, but uh, yeah, I don't know. It's just a brief why I'm fucked. Speaking of cancer, there's some good news that I'm sure you guys probably saw today too. Dave, speaking of cancer, Dragowski. Dave does not have cancer. Dave, the brighter side of cancer, Dragowski. <laughs> Always look on the bright side, side of, of cancer. cancer. <laughs> <laughs> there is none. There is there no. is one. No. Um. So today yeah. it was announced that some researchers, uh, some British researchers, had discovered a, um. I'm trying to remember what exactly it is referred to as, but basically what it is is a um, part of your immune system, like a, a it, it can target cancerous cells. I saw that. In a way huh. that they've been working on this for a while using um, gene therapy, I think essentially CRISPR to modify yeah, these say, things. It's, it's on like the genetic level, right? Yeah, right. So they're looking for, I guess on the surface of all of your, the cells of your body, there is a compound, one of these things, a couple of letters and a number that is like, right. uh, it's, it's there and it signals when there is a metabolic abnormality present, the likes of which you would find in a tumor. And so mm. they have now found a way to specifically target all of these cancers, in, uh, they were previously able, able to do it in, in, in things like blood cancers, but now they can do it in things that are like solid masses, like tumors. Wow. Uh, it's it's going to take a really long time for that to actually turn into something useful for sure. anybody. But like they can do it in a dish, right? Wow. Um, and that has But can really they do it with a fish? <laughs> can they do it in a box? Can they do it with a fox? That's a great question. That's Mr. Great- Fox, sir. <laughs> I don't like cancer, Sam. I am. <laughs> I, I don't know a rhyme for that. I don't I just, know. This is. I don't like cancer, Sam. I am. I, yeah. Well, me neither. <laughs> um, but yeah, no. It's it looks kind of promising. That's like good news, right? Me neither. Yeah. Should we ever consider good news <laughs> as part of the sure. show, or is bad news basically? Our mo now. That's kind of our mo. I, li- I like good news. Yeah, good news is good. We yeah. could do a why we're not fucked. Yeah. I guess we already kind of do. We kind of do if we don't feel especially fucked. Um, yeah, yeah. But uh, but anyway, um, yeah. So that was my why we're fucked. It's pretty brief. Uh, yeah. Pretty pretty manageable. Um, well then, if that's numbers. that, if that is that, we're gonna take a break. Okay, um, take a break and eat more of this fucking cow. Oh my god! Dude, my when god. we come back, I'll introduce you guys to a brand new <laughs> game, <laughs> and we will introduce <laughs> our topic for this week, which awesome. I, I don't know how it's gonna go. It's a weird one, but we'll see what happens. I like weird. <laughs> All right, I do too. Uh, well, we will. Uh, we'll be right back. Yeah, let's. Uh, we'll be right back. 
Welcome to the Three Dude Podcast. Hey, yeah. Ah. Uh, you can find us at threedudecast.com. If you're wondering whether that's spelled with the numeral three or the word three, the answer is yes. We're so proud of ourselves. We're so clever. We're such clever boys. Wow. <laughs> We've switched hosting to Podbean. You can still find us on iTunes and Google Play. Mm-hmm. So give us a like. Yeah, give us a like. Give us a listen. Give us a review somewhere. Give, give us a sandwich. Give us a high five. Give us sponsorship. Please give us a hug. Give us that money. And welcome back. Yeah. Three Dudes Podcast, episode number 82. Overall. Still more calamari. <laughs> There's a lot of calamari here. Yeah, oh good. I'm going to eat a whole shitload yeah, of those, more. Yeah, those little squiddy bits there. Yeah, Yeah. there you go. Oh bits. my god, that's a big one. Oh, oh please, Dave, eat Squid me. Squid bits. Dave, me some cocktail sauce and eat me, Dave. Squiddy bits? Yeah. Squiddy bits. What's that? It's all squid. No, I know, but the ones that like the little oh, tiny tentacles. tentacles. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, Dave, eat me. <laughs> eat every platter, but Dave. <laughs> oh, I'm going to eat you. Yum, yum, yum. So, uh, new season. I figured it'd be fun to try a new game. This is something I came up with yesterday. Hmm. Uh, and had to, uh, I had like a, you know, I had like during my break at work, I was, I was uh, doing the research I would need for this game. Okay. Introducing... Oh Buyer God. beware. Oh. Da, 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 da. All right. So let's see. The objective of buyer beware is I am going to read you several reviews, actual reviews, critical one to three star reviews from Amazon.com. Ooh. Uh, I have three products here. You have to guess what the product is based on these negative reviews. Oh, this is good. This is a great <laughs> idea. Um, these are actual reviews. I've, I've edited these uh, for the sake of me being able to read them because some of these people can't fucking type. <laughs> uh, and also uh, so that I don't give away the name of the product in the in the right. thing or or any details. Yeah, you can't give a, you, you can't make it so it's, you know, actually telling us what it is. Yeah. Right. Like 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 if I was to open a review by saying, you know, this is, you know, Tarantino's most violent movie ever. Yeah. You know, <laughs> you, you, that would narrow it down quite a bit, obviously. Sure. Um, OK. So uh, bear in mind, these can be either reviews of actual physical products or they can be reviews of creative media, movies, books, uh, uh, music, etc. Okay. okay. Um, but you'll you'll probably get what it actually, you know, what category it falls under um, just by hearing the reviews. Okay. Um, cool. So for the first one, uh, we have three reviews for this. Uh, the first one comes from Lieutenant Bean. <laughs> Do not waste your money. Try it in the store first and think, will I actually use this? It's a novelty sham, and those instructional videos are two steps away from porn. They're hilarious, especially the men's one. <laughs> okay. Any, okay. Any guesses? I have a le- I have an inclination. Okay, so let's it's, it's something that that both men and women can use. Uh-huh. Yeah. But uh, presumably for a different reason. I have a really hard time thinking it's not the shake weight. Mm. Okay. Let's get something like it. That's exercise, a really good guess. Exercise equipment or now something keep, that. Yeah. Now keep in mind, you uh, if you have a if you have a final guess, you can submit it at any time. If you're right, we'll move on, and I'll read the rest of the reviews. Yeah, I want to hear another one though. Okay, from Rosario Scuderi, loud and clunky. Thought it may help rehab my elbow. Now I see why this item is the butt of so many jokes. Mm. I think you might be onto something there. Uh, it's, it's I think it's something like that, but. 
Why would the shake weight rehab your elbow? It seems like, if anything, it would put a lot of stress on... Well, I guess that's what rehab Maybe is. it's a stress band. Mmm. Mm. Like one of those stretchy stress yeah, bands. Yeah, right, right, right. I think we need more information, though. Okay. The final review is from V. Marshall. I tied it to my cock. <laughs> <laughs> And, pre- no! and proceeded to shake, shake, shake. <laughs> now my dick is huge like an elephant's trunk and can easily punch out a mugger. If this isn't the shake weight, I, shake I weight. have to quit the show. <laughs> I don't know, maybe, maybe it isn't, but I feel like we should guess shake weight. I think you're right. It's the shake weight. Yeah. <laughs> These I, are re- I tied this to my dick. <laughs> These are real one-star reviews for the shake weight. That's so good. Ben, this is a great game. <laughs> I don't know how you thought of this. I, it's, it's brilliant. It came to you. Well, I was thinking about the the uh, the movie reviews thing that, that Dan did where you have, to, yeah. you have to bid the number of actors. Right. And then I was like, well, I can't come up with anything that complicated, but Amazon reviews are a fucking goldmine. They are. So I'm going to I mean, go with that. There's some people who just write them for just for humor's sake that's all they do yeah uh okay this next one has four reviews okay. uh, that i that i deemed worthy uh <laughs> uh bridget short says i don't care if this is considered a classic it's terrible i only read it to help my son with it it's full of drinking parties and married people having affairs this is one of those things from our history that doesn't apply to us anymore <laughs> mm. This is a review for the book The Great Gatsby. <laughs> it kind of, I kind of felt like that off the bat. I think it's The Great Gatsby. I don't want a final answer it though because I want to hear these other reviews. Okay, let's get another one. Let me, yeah, let me hear another answer. Let me hear another one just to be sure. Johnny Bobcat says it was a good story, but not enough pictures. Three stars. <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe give us a different one. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, <laughs> Kelly Burns says. My son hated this book, and I read a little bit of it myself. Horrible! <laughs> Do not read this book if you can. It will ruin your life. Oh, my God. <laughs> I mean, I don't much? fucking like The Great Gatsby either. But <laughs> yeah, that's a little bit much. I'm going to go with The Great Gatsby. Yeah, you I, know what? I, I, think think we can, I think we can plug this one. Yeah. Final answer? Yeah. Final answer. It's The Great Gatsby. <laughs> uh, the, the last review uh, is Thank from... You. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, very nice. The last review is from Jamie27, who says... I found this book utterly immature, not the classic I expected at all. Half stories told half acidly with most descriptions applying to the irrelevant. Pretentious with no real substance. Most interesting thoughts were the possibilities of a thought provoking (coughs) tale as I'd find myself running away with the story, making it my own (laughs) and better at that. Oh, wow. Wow. This guy liked imagining what was going to happen next more than reading it. Yeah, That that was a really pretentious review, but I agree with everything he just said. (laughs) Having read the great. Wow. Not a great. Not great. Mm. I don't get it. I, I, I didn't mind Great Gatsby. I, I, I wasn't forced to read it, though. I wasn't is, forced is to read it. Okay. No, I read, I went to a library when I was 19, and I'm like, you know, I'm an English major. I should read The Great Gatsby. Yeah. I started reading the classics, um, uh, and it was terrible. I hated it. Uh, I never read that one. I will say the book I read after that was in Cold Blood, and that is a great book. Yeah, I, I've heard that, too. It's really good. It's long, so <laughs> if you can, if you could dig through, like, a long-form um Partially like story t- driven part, and then yeah. like partially like trial driven narrative. It's <laughs> yeah. okay. Yeah. Okay. Last product. That was a good guess. Thank you. Last product. Um, uh, first review is from Patherson in all caps. <laughs> there is so the the name is in all caps, not yeah. the review. There is so much blood in this film that I guess Quentin Tarantino could have directed it. 
It seems the director was having fun trying to create new and modern special effects showing people being butchered. It's always the same with him. He wants to give you a message, but the only thing he's after is your money. Where's the message against war in this movie? Showing thousands of tons of blood will only make children play soldier more frequently. Um, like an especially bloody war film that purports to be like an anti-war film. Or I, immediately I'm thinking Rambo. Oh. But like the new one, because I don't think this guy... Has seen the other Rambo's, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Um, initial guess is Rambo, but I'm going to need another. Okay. One. Yeah, I need more um, too. I don't know. The next, the next review, and I really can't make sense of this one from <laughs> Dingo the Pet Berry Tree Hunter. Boring, sure, nonsense, and clearly an act of treason. <laughs> oh wow. <laughs> An act of treason. Clearly an act of treason. Um, Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. So Stallone is a Democrat. Mm. Hmm. So are, a lot, so are a lot of people in Hollywood, sure. to be fair. Wait, did they, did, did, was Stallone mentioned specifically in this re- these reviews? No, but okay. uh, he's in Rambo. Right. <laughs> right. Like, that's supporting. I haven't watched the new Rambo, so I'm not sure. Yeah. An act of treason. <laughs> so, it wasn't my war. <laughs> so this one I wanted to include because I, I thought it was hilarious. Okay. Hunter, Hunter Marshall. My uncle made me rent this when he was drunk. So great movie. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. Um, and then from Raven lore, this might uh, this might seal the deal on this one. Mm-hmm. While the opening sequence pulls no punches and is truly a technical achievement, it should be obvious the director uses the heartbeat of this story to do his Jewish duty and portray those nasty Germans as totally vile, even making it clear that German POWs should be shot. It's a testament to his manipulative skills that this film is as popular as it is. It is, after all, supreme propaganda. I have a guess, maybe. Okay. I don't know. Well... Ooh, I'm trying to remember. It's been it. so long since I watched. It's, it's been so long since I watched Schindler's List. Yeah. And I don't remember it being bloody. No. Well, it, it's there's parts of it that are the blood that it uses are like to really like it, it's in singular moments. You know what I mean? To like dramatic effect. It's not gory. It's but it is, there are is parts of it that are it's bloody. Definitely about World War Two. Can I give you a hint? Yeah. See, I'm thinking 19, 1917, like the movie that just came out. Um, but he said rented it. He did say also say Germans, but the the Jewish thing makes me think there's World War II ties. Mm, yeah. Can I give you a hint? Uh, you have the right director. <laughs> okay. It's uh, Saving Private Ryan. <laughs> Is it? it? What else be. would it be? It's. Th- th- I can't think of anything. He else. did that movie. Didn't he do that movie about the the. Uh, Shit, the uh, the uh, Olympics being held up or whatever. Oh yeah, I forgot. Munich, Munich, yeah. Um, um but like, what really movie op- opens with a huge, big technical accomplishment? Saving Private bang. Ryan. That's the D Day scene. It's Saving Private Ryan is the intro, which is a technical achievement. It's really good. Let's say it. It's a good. Let's f- go for it. Uh, uh, Saving Private Ryan. This changed dramatically. Yeah, it did. <laughs> It's Saving Private yeah. Ryan. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks to the anti-Semite out there. Yeah, right. <laughs> Steven Spielberg. 
Yeah. Should be obvious that Spielberg uses the heartbeat of the story to do his Jewish duty Ooh. and portray those nasty Germans as totally. <laughs> what a despicable thing to say. Oh, okay, th- they're the Nazis. So, <laughs> right. And, al- and also. When did we become kind of pro-Nazi here in America? Also. And can I turn that back? I, I should I should mention the, the point he's talking about with the German POWs where they're surrendering. Yeah. You know, you've probably read because it's been spread all around the Internet that those guys are speaking Czech and they're saying, like, we're not Germans. Don't shoot. And and uh, I didn't. Oh, yeah. I didn't know that. No. Yeah, they're they're. But the fact that they're peaceably surrendering and then get gunned down by the Americans is not supposed to be a triumphant scene. Yeah, that's I, we're not supposed to cheer for that. No, I wouldn't. And, read and it that way. this uh, this neo-Nazi uh, <laughs> Raven lore, as he goes by on Amazon, is uh, is uh, clearly very uh, uh, <laughs> ignorant to the point of the movie. I was going to say that's a very uh, that, that scene is like. I wonder if there's some way that we can use the power of uh, like a bunch of uh, idle redneck Nazis to do something good for the world and just dupe them into doing something they don't want to do sure. to help everyone else out. Yeah. Like what? Like what if we convince them that like like Jews hate Totino's pizza rolls <laughs> and then we harness the power of racist rednecks. To increase the world's supply of Totino's pizza rolls. Yeah. I love Totino's. You know what you know what the Jews really hate? Giving to charity generously. <laughs> yeah, right. So don't do that. Yeah. Definitely don't the Jews are, are now all Republican. <laughs> Please. Please. Uh. I'm not. I'm only kind of joking. No, I <laughs> no, I, I feel I that. I, I wonder if there's that. a way to troll the Nazis of the world that are somehow um, back. As a fan of great cinema, that does piss me off that they completely misread what's supposed to be one of the. Uh... Okay, you, you, have you ever seen Apocalypse Now? Not yet, but I, I I'm familiar with it. Okay, there's a scene in Apocalypse Now where uh, Martin Sheen like. In a scene where they're on the riverboat, you you know what scene I'm talking about? Where they're on the river, they meet up with a, a bunch of local. Oh yeah. Uh, and one of the, uh, the like the commander of the boat basically makes them stop and do a checkup. That person sure is usually not. called the captain, but <laughs> um, shut up, Bo. I think Christy's home. Yeah, um, but they usually Bo, go get go. So they like stop the boat, and there's a scene where. Uh, Martin Sheen, in order to end this confrontation with another riverboat full of locals, they're basically checking to make sure they're not smuggling arms to the Viet Cong. Uh-huh. Yeah, right. Um, Martin Sheen, in order to end the confrontation without, like, because it just get, it's more and more escalated, he ends up just shooting the people on the boat. Yep. Just fucking, in cold blood, out of nowhere, just fucking kills all of them. And <laughs> yeah. goes, all right, let's go. Like, like I don't have yeah. time for this. I have, a, you know, I have something yeah. I have to do. Right. Um, and that's what that scene in Saving Private Ryan is supposed to be like. It's supposed to be like a, a part where the audience goes, oh, my God. Like, yeah, you realize right. yeah. what movie you're watching. Right. You're shocked. And the people in the movie are just, this is just what they, what, yeah. this yeah. is just how things work. Yeah. You know, what's especially cold about that scene, too, is after they, they shoot him, one of the guys says, what do you think they were saying? And he holds up his hands and goes, look, my I washed for supper. Uh, yeah, right. God. Oh, my God. Yeah. That's awful. It's dark as fuck. That's but yeah, I, um, that's buyer beware. I, I hope love you, it. I hope you guys. That's really good. I actually, uh, I actually really just good. wish we had more of them right now. That's super I have fun. to up my game. Up, yeah, I'm going to I'm going to so try to and I'm going to try and do three every time I come on. Uh, uh, every time I'm hosting. I put three stars by that, Ben. Because <laughs> you did a three star job. <laughs> Thank you. Out of three. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for being specific. <laughs> 
You did a three-star job. Um, what did you know? You did, uh, you did three out of three, buddy. I'm going to have to pick things that are less obvious than the shake weight and Great Gatsby, but I'm glad Saving Private Ryan tripped you up a bit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, yeah, that game scaled in a good way. Ryan's Privates. Shaving Ryan's Privates. Um, what do you think ever happened to those Privates? To those Privates? Yeah. All those Privates, they, they They're went They're still down. probably attached to Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I actually didn't. I never finished that movie. Saving Private Ryan? Yeah. Oh, so I, I you, watched some of it. You don't know the big twist ending. Then. I think someone told me the some, big twist. It's, it's not a huge, yeah. huge yeah. twist. It's a good movie. You should watch it. I should. It's re- actually a really good movie. It's like, it, God, that movie's like 20 years old, isn't it? 1999. Fucking Jesus Christ. Oh, you know what? Speaking of things that are weird and uh, have been around forever, uh, let me Mick talk Jagger. about myself for a second. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, so I was talking to Christy the other day. We realized... Um, so I met her when I was like 16, Yeah, which means I have now officially known her longer than I have not known her. Oh, that's awesome. At 33. Uh, up, up top. top. Yeah. yeah. How weird is that? It though? is weird. I, 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 this is going to sound strange. I had the same feeling when I, uh, like when I hit the birthday where I had known Alec longer than, a, you know. Yeah, I mean? right. Right. You know, so he called him up and. Yeah, you know, dirty, I dirty talked about the phone actually, for a while. I, I really, you know what? I <laughs> fucked this all up because I've known Alex since I was like two. Yeah, so, so but I had yeah, like, basically by four. You, I was like, I called him up, like, dude, what the fuck? Dude, we're like four. We're like, Whoa. <laughs> I feel like I've known <laughs> you forever, and yeah. you've had like pretty much constant contact yeah, too, yeah, which yeah, is we, which yeah, is yeah, like, stop doing the thing. fucking crazy. Yeah. Um. <laughs> anyway, uh, that's great. Anyway, I'm glad. I'm kind of glad we got off on this uh, this Rambo slash Apocalypse Now slash Saving Private Ryan Where tangent. Because because uh, today's. This is going to be a weird one. I don't know where it's going to go. I want to talk about weapons. Yeah. Oh, hell yeah. <laughs> I want to talk about swords and catapults and guns. Real and guns, video game guns. Any kind of gun. Well, I think uh, we should start by saying that the trebuchet is the was, ultimate seizure weapon, obviously. <laughs> Can hurl a, what, a 90 kilogram projectile right. over, over 300 meters. Come on. Come on. The ultimate seizure weapon. You're going to say that's not the best? Come on. Catapults, fuck you. Yeah. Catapults don't even have a catapult. Counterweight. It's a weak ass spring loaded mechanism. Like who the fuck gives a shit about catapults? Actually, the catapults trebuchet do, is where it's at. They do suck. I mean, this is like we're joking, but like that <laughs> is this, this is a very serious opinion. Yeah. You, you know what I read the other day <laughs> is that uh, catapults were used by the Mongols for biological warfare. Like, what do they throw? Dead bodies. Their, their own dead. They they w- they would siege cities like this. You know, when they had the city surrounded, to spread. Disease, disease yeah. Inside, yeah. inside the city walls, and that would cause people to flee. It's the leading theory as to why the bubonic plague came to Western Europe. Oh my God, that's crazy! People fleeing the biological warfare of the Mongols. Whoa! Yeah, there was a thing I read that was like uh, Genghis Khan fucked so many people that there's yeah. like a point zero zero four percent more than that. Uh, yeah, it's it's way. It's, it's like in the like six to eight percent range of people that are descended from him on planet Earth. Yeah, the high the highest estimates say one in seven, but I don't I don't no, necessarily I don't. believe that. That's it's crazy. Like, it is crazy. Great con of cons. Uh, that's a that's a whole lot of raping. Yeah, it sure is. Con is I'm gonna say too much. That's, I, you know what? I'm gonna take, <laughs> I'm gonna take <laughs> hot take here. Let me take a strong opinion. I don't want to offend I anyone. I don't know if you're gonna agree or not, but that's too, uh, that's too, too much, much raping. Too much raping. I don't know what the acceptable amount is, and I'm not gonna even <laughs> speculate. The acceptable amount is anything more than none. You can, you right. know, I don't want to take a strong opinion there, Ben. I'm just saying it's definitely <laughs> not that much. 
it's less than that, <laughs> or, or I guess I should say the acceptable amount is none. Yeah, <laughs> the the threat the threshold the threshold is the uh, where it becomes unacceptable is anything more than hot none. take hot take hot take season four is gonna be hot takes guys hot take sexual hot take. assault is bad. <laughs> Do you Deba- think debate me too much raping? You think if Genghis Khan me. did a like a hip hop album, it would be too much rapping? <laughs> oh my god, Genghis Khan. Uh, Prolific rapist. <laughs> no, no, he, he rapped the shit out of. Except, all those except he would definitely go by the alias Mongol Dirty Bastard. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes. <laughs> this is why Tuesday is the best day. <laughs> Mongol Dirty Bastard. Mongol Dirty Bastard. Uh, um, just too much rape. So okay, so I guess let's start with like. Yeah. If you were if you were involved in a in a <laughs> like let's say you're put into a gladiator pit, melee weapons only. You don't get guns or bows or slings or anything like that. No ranged weapons. You have to pick a, a melee weapon. What's your first choice? Ooh. Short sword. Short sword. Short yes. sword. Yeah, it's it's quicker than a long sword. You only need one hand to wield it, and I can, uh, you know, I have my other hand free for balance. But it I doesn't have a lot of reach. It does not. So you have to right. get up close and personal. Mm. Uh, but I'm banking on the fact that if I can parry my way in close, mm. you really just need one good shot under the armor in the stomach. Sure. Or like up towards the neck. But you got to really count on your maneuverability. Right. That's the one thing that's tripping me up here. But I know that being like slow and stocky mm-hmm. um, is going to be 10 times worse if I have a two-handed weapon because I'm going to be... Right, you know, over encumbered and short and stocky. Long swords are really, really heavy, hmm. so I want something nice and light. Either that or like a mace that I can swing. Right, yeah, right. Um, actually, let me revise that. Let me go with like a, a <laughs> mace, like a, a short arm mace, like yay long. Okay, yeah, something I can swing and club somebody in the head with and get them down fast. Yeah, right. sure. Um, make them go down. Are we but, assuming that we're very proficient with this weapon? Assume that. Y- it would be a weapon that you would have trained in and like would want to be able to use to hold your own in a fight. Right. So oh, like, then absolutely short sword. Absolutely short. If it's just me right now, it's it's the, right. That's because that's what I'm asking. Yeah. <laughs> if it's just me right now, it's definitely a pistol. Yeah, but those aren't allowed in right. the gladiator no. arena. So if, if it's me, if it's fat ass me right now, it's a mace. Yeah. If I've been trained in it, I want a short sword. OK. 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 I don't know. OK. If I get to assume that I'm really well trained in it, I don't even know if it counts as a weapon. I kind of feel like I want a bull whip. That that's, that sure does count as a weapon. Whips whips are something that are that are been used as weapon. There's there's a there's a a, a type of weapon used in in um, uh, Tamil martial arts, mm-hmm. uh, like southern Indian subcontinent, mm-hmm. uh, called the Urumi. Okay, which is imagine a cat of nine tails, except every whip is like a flexible blade. It's like sharp on the oh edges. Oh just like <laughs> like a fillet knife kind of thing. Kind of yeah. like you were going to say, imagine a cat of nine tails, but every tail is another cat of nine tails. <laughs> Jesus Christ. It's a cat of 81 tails. <laughs> a fractal weapon. <laughs> That's right. And guess what's on those 81 tails? <clears throat> Nine, Nine more tails each. <laughs> You're about to get schooled in math. <laughs> I don't know what that is. Um, yeah, um, <laughs> I don't want that, though, because that's impossible. Here's a picture of a dude using an Urumi for context. Ooh, okay, oh, so, shit. So this yeah. is the thing. This is the direction I'm going in for the reason that I'm, like, way too fat and slow to, mm. to count on getting in close with anybody. Uh-huh. I think I need something that gives me range 
Yeah. And that might be it. Yeah. See, the, you want to be able to strangle someone with a bullwhip from 15 feet away. Yeah. Like, look yeah. at this. This is essentially just like thicker piano wire. Oh, <laughs> Jesus. That seems gnarly. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Something like that. Something that lacerates a lot. Right. It might not chop a limb off or like puncture. It's going to cause heart. a lot of pain in a lot of different places. It's, it's going to cause a lot of people a <laughs> lot of pain. <laughs> You're going to be out there. <laughs> You're gonna be out there, <laughs> and I was out. And I was there. I was there. I was <laughs> in Marlorita. I was in Marble China. <laughs> I was, and I saw Rapid Genghis Khan, and he dropped the most fire album. Yeah, and then he, he launched eight dead bodies into a town full of people and made them really mad. <laughs> made a lot of people really sick with the plague. I was his concubine for about eight months, but we don't talk about that. Yeah. Boobos. 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 The bubonic plague. Yeah, the old, give him the old boobos. <laughs> him, Everyone's covered in Hit him with a little boob, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Show me some boob on him. <laughs> covered in boob. Just covered Just in boob. Go ahead and pop that nipple boil. Don't like that. Don't like that. Don't say nipple boil to me ever again. <laughs> and a one, and a two, and a don't say nipple <laughs> Uh, uh, but yeah, no, I'm going with something like that. I don't want people get. Imagine, okay, I, it's a horrible thought, but really imagine getting hit with like a like nine blade whips. Yeah, I, mean, I, just I the don't, pain, don't like that. It really, I think you hit anyone with that. I don't care how tough they are; they're keeping their distance. Yeah, boy, I'm sure glad nothing like that ever happened in this country's history. Oh, yeah, boy, God. me too. Oh, God. So anyway. <laughs> It's a good thing we never did that. Now, for my oh, choice. History hurts, and it's almost <laughs> February. Oh, oh no. Yep. Yesterday was Martin Luther King Day. Yep. yep. <laughs> We're sorry, America. <laughs> We're sorry, America. We're sorry. <laughs> oh, God, that, that beepy apology from <laughs> yeah. South Park. We're sorry. We're sorry. We're so sorry. Um, no, so my choice would definitely be, and I... This is something I've thought about. <laughs> My choice would definitely be a halberd. The okay. Halberd. A halberd, which is Jim which Halberd. If 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 any listeners are not familiar, it's a spear. It's 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 like a poleaxe. It's a spear has a pointed top, but then also a blade. Oh yeah. On one side and a bill hook on the other side. Ooh. So you have your choice of things you can do. You can slash with this. Yeah. You can spear and poke with this yeah. to keep enemies at a distance. You, you can pull you, someone in by their by their armor. You can yeah, you can just fucking get that bill hook in under uh, under their armor or around their ankle and just, you know, you oh, can do a lot of damage you can with sweep a halberd. the leg with this thing. Yeah. Yeah, you Ooh. can do a lot of damage with halberd. It has all the all the great qualities of an axe, mm -hmm. of a spear, and of of uh Cobra Kai. <laughs> But <laughs> the obvious downside, of course, is unlike a short sword, it takes a while to swing because right. it's it's so big. But right. I've always liked uh, the idea of having a weapon with reach to keep enemies at a distance until they show an opening and then go for it. Yeah, right. Because then it's then it's all about tactics. Right. Then it's like you you have the advantage of range and, you, and it's just a matter of waiting for an opportunity. Yeah, I got real good play in the Vanguard class and chivalry. The mm -hmm. one the ones that used all the pole arms and everything. Mm -hmm. Um that was what I used in Mordhau for the brief time I was playing that. Yeah. Um, 
yeah, I think I think halberd for me would be would be the the way to go. Do you remember the YouTube channel of like the sword makers that would like <laughs> chop through a pig and shit? Yeah. Oh yeah. They're still up there. Uh, Cold Steel or American Steel or something like that. Yeah. Such Cold a, Steel. Such a great idea. <laughs> you know, because like you know you see like fictionalized depictions of warfare with these like old melee weapons, but you really don't. Until you see something like that, you don't have a clear impression of exactly how hard those things yeah. fuck people up. Yeah, and and what exactly it does to meat. Yeah, exactly. Because in the movies, people get hit and they go, and then they fall over. Right. And there's like a bloody circle on them. This is like, you know, cleaving a person almost entirely in half. Right. You remember that scene in Braveheart where... Uh, where the guy's charging at William Wallace and he like slices the dude's ho- horse out from under him. Yeah. And then as he's getting up, he chops his head off in one clean swing. Yeah. Like, caved in his breastplate. <laughs> yeah, like that's like some. Gods, I was strong then. <laughs> some Tarly boy. <laughs> Who named you? Some fool with a stutter. <laughs> I remember before Lancel I brought my Lannister. <laughs> before I brought my warhammer down, he said, "Wait, wait." <laughs> Why do I feel like Game of Thrones is like this thing where it's like we're just gonna try and focus on the early seasons? Because that's ever. what you need to do. It's the only way to really enjoy, yeah. to enjoy it. Focus just on the early seasons. Pretend it never ended. Yep. Pretend that last season Oof. didn't happen. <laughs> Yeah. That's what it feels like. Um, anyway, uh, how about that? Favorite weapon in Game of Thrones? Favorite weapon in Game of or, Thrones? Or let's, ex- let's expand this. How about favorite fantas- fictional fantasy weapon in general? Oh, my God. Mm. That's, that's, a, that's, that's a big question. Of, like, specifically yeah. fantasy genre. Yeah, which which I realize isn't narrowing it down a whole lot because, like, you know, ask any World of Warcraft fan and they'll give you, like, 50 different answers. Yeah, right. Um I used to have one on my druid uh, back in Wrath of the Lich King called Origin of Nightmares. <laughs> and it, a great name. It was really cool. It was just this long, great staff with, oh, it was all wooden carved with this giant eagle's head and, like, feathers sticking out of the top on the mm-hmm. on the end of it. And it was be- It was pretty fucking beastly. That's sweet. Like, I could, I could tank, like, never before with that fucking thing. And then, of course, as World of Warcraft goes, better shit came out. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. So Origin of Nightmares, what they what they did do that I liked was uh, they let you take one weapon's appearance and apply it to another weapon. Same with armor. You could you could change the appearance of, of weapons and armor based on shit you already have oh, really? in, in your bank. Yeah. So I could change, like, whatever I wanted to look as cool as Origin of Nightmares mm. okay. and still have, you know, the stats of the newer weapon. Well, that's a good idea. But anyway, uh, anyway <laughs> bad tangent. Um, no, good tangent. <laughs> um, really good tangent. I don't know. I I kind of feel like my, mine is always uh, Sting from the Lord of the Rings. Ooh. I always yeah. really liked it as a concept of a little sword that glowed blue when a certain kind of danger was present. Yeah. yeah. I always thought that was cool as a kid. Yeah. That, um, is, that is a supremely useful weapon. Yeah. And the Bilbo handed it down <laughs> to Frodo, who, like, didn't really fully appreciate what it did until it, like, was, like, the right time. Useful. Like, it saved yeah. him, you yeah. know? Like, that's really cool to me. Yeah. Um, I was Ooh, like, yeah, that. Sting's a really good choice. Sting. Um, it's a good sort of like classic name, too. <laughs> so I'm going to go with one from Game of Thrones, but this is like way deep in the lore and, and not everybody's going to know. Okay. Um, this is from House Dane. It's their ancestral sword, Dawn. Oh, Dawn. yeah. Dawn. Dawn. 
Don D-O-N. It's just Don. <laughs> hey, what's up? What's up? I'm Don. You want me to slice some people up for you? Meet our ancestral sword. Don. Don. What do you want? Yeah, you do it. <laughs> uh, so the cool thing with, okay, so the idea behind, like, if you, if you follow the lore of Game of Thrones, uh, most ancestral swords are passed down from father to first son. Or like next right. male heir in like the family. Like Longclaw. Like Longclaw is a sure, good example. The, uh, it was passed down from House Mormont until right. it was passed to House Stark. Same right. with Ice, the ancestral sword for House Stark, if you follow that. that's mm. And like most of these swords are like, you know, famous weapons. A lot of them, if you follow Game of Thrones lore, is like Valerian steel. Yeah. Dawn is not Valerian steel. Dawn is just a, an ancient ancestral sword. Um uh, this gigantic, enormous, fuck-all longsword wow. uh, wielded by House Dane. And the th- cool thing about Dawn is that it can't it can't be wielded by just anybody. You have to prove yourself in combat to be worthy to take uh, Dawn off the mantelpiece at House Dane. Okay. But his friends call him Donnie. <laughs> <laughs> it really just Donnie, like please. <laughs> um, so yeah, you have to you have to you have to be a worthy heir to wield House Dane, or it'll sit up on the mantelpiece. Oh, okay. um, and in Game of Thrones lore, if you follow the series, um, Sir Arthur Dane was the last a worthy member of House Dane. The Sword of the Dawn. The Sword, the sword of the Morning, yes. The sword of the Morning, who are the, sorry. Who are, who are the Danes in the... Uh, so where do they... Where do they where's their allegiance? Late, later on in the series, there's a, a scene where Ned Stark and uh, Mira's father, Howland Reed, go uh-huh. to uh, find Ned Stark's sister. Right. Um, and he's yeah. being... She's being guarded by... Uh, uh, the Targaryen forces uh, headed uh, like a handful of Targaryen the soldiers. The Tower of Joy. The Tower of Joy, yeah. yeah. Headed, of course, by uh, Sir Arthur Day, the Sword of the Morning. Oh. Uh, which is why, without spoiling anything about that show, that scene is like... Uh, one of the best in the series. One of the best in the series really because is. Bronn realizes something about what he's been, you know, about his father and what he's been told to Brand. be the truth this whole time. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, Bran, excuse mm. me. Uh, so he, he, you know, he's learning uh, that something, a story that he's been told over and over yeah. again as a piece of like folk legend <laughs> is not the way that it happened. Yeah. Im- imagine Broad of the Blackwater being the three-eyed <laughs> raven. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I can only imagine what kind of whoring and drinking he could put yeah. that talent to. I know you're not going to pay me, Lannister. I'm all omnipotent and shit now. <laughs> um, <laughs> she floats. She gets up and floats. Yeah, yeah, and his holding goes like this. And goes like, Ooh. <laughs> I'm magic. Ooh. No, uh, I'm yeah, magic, you um, cunt. So, Sir Arthur Dane, and there's lots of lore backstories about Sir Arthur Dane yeah. about how he was able to, uh, you know, wield that sword and why he was so good. Okay. Um, and there's, uh, if you watch, is he holding that sword in the. Oh yeah, he 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 fights with two swords at one point, but one of them is most definitely Dawn, unmistakably. No shit, it's this enormous, gigantic longsword with a big sunrise on the on the oh that's cool. on the hilt. Basically. I need to watch that again. It's really fucking cool. Um, yeah, and it's a one of the best fights in the show. Yeah. Uh, in a show full of really great fights, it's gonna make a lot of fighters really happy. <laughs> um, a lot of people fighting, pretty great, pretty great. Yeah, but uh, I was that was cool. It was like in in a, uh, a story where uh, stuff like that is passed down. Mm-hmm. By the generation, you know, whether you're fucking moron or an idiot or not. Right. Uh, this is the one thing that you have to fucking earn. That's cool. Um, which is why he was so such a cool little side character there. Yeah. Uh, and Ned Stark, if you watch any of the lore pieces in the background, Ned Stark basically comments about how he, you know, he said he was the best sword fighter he'd ever seen. Uh-huh. And uh, after the war, he he and uh, 
Sir Arthur Dane dies. Spoiler alert. It's kind of like a small part. Right. But he uh, in the lore pieces, he says he goes back to House Dane and gives them the sword back as a, an act of respect. Hmm. So the family could keep their sword. No shit. Yeah. Super cool. This is a lot of the deep sort of lore that you would not get without oh, yeah. exploring around the edge. I went right? way far into the lore of that show. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> well, series. a lot of people did, especially during that last break of like two years waiting for the show to come back. It, right. it really enriches your understanding of what's happening, which is why the last two seasons pissed me off so it's much. It's so now. infuriating. Because yeah. I, I spent so much time getting invested in it. Yeah. <laughs> I really I really feel like the way that it all ended cheapened so much of what was built into that show. Yeah. And I yeah. can't imagine that George R. R. Martin is happy. And no wonder he's not writing anything right now. Yeah, right. Probably feels like he fucked up. He didn't fuck up. Well, he probably feels like he did. All the best seasons of that show were the ones that he had a hand in. Right. But mm-hmm. then he also that also <laughs> means that like the cult the larger culture's appreciation of his work is always going to be tied to these interpretations of how it ends. Sure. Um, but I think enough people recognize that. Yeah, it's not where he what he wanted. You know, I think that's true. I really hope I, so. I think a lot of all, all the comments I've seen, everybody can draw a clear line between when the yeah. show writers took over and I, what was his original work. I really feel like it's just the last season. Yeah. Am I wrong? I the mean, last like, two. So the last season, the last thirteen episodes. The the <sighs> last season in, included the, the this Tower of Joy scene as part of the the second to last season, right? I think it's the season before that. Maybe it is. No. Yeah, I'm yeah, not sure. Six. Yeah. Uh, well, the thing is, the Tower of Joy thing. Hmm. It's, um, I'm pretty sure it's season six. No. Uh, shit. Okay, it doesn't matter. I can figure this out. Some I'll, other time. I'll, hold on. Uh, so, what about favorite sci-fi weapon? Oh, oh god, that's harder to answer. <laughs> I know. I like, right? I like them a lot more. I mean, I know. Right. Sci-fi weaponry is so fucking cool. Like, obviously, the lightsaber is pretty cool. Yeah. And oh, if yeah. and if you if you do a deep dive into like extended universe lore, which season six Disney. Mm. Uh, Disney decanonized, sadly. Yeah, um, that hurts. But you know, I I don't give a shit. I, I think I explained that when I was talking about uh, how Boba Fett is the stupidest person in the room. Yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah, they have to reprimand him, especially. <laughs> yeah, no disintegrations. Yeah, because he's such a fuck up. They have to like right. tell him specifically. Um, but uh, but in in extended universe lore, there's a lot of stuff involving like you know the fact that Count Dooku has like a curved hilt for his lightsaber is yeah. so that he can like do a fencing style more easily. Okay. Uh, Obi Wan favors Shi uh, Cho, which is a more defensive stance. Yes. Okay. Um, there's all sorts of like you know actual like lightsaber techniques and applications and and you know obviously. The introduction of the double-bladed lightsaber, yeah. uh, the introduction of the, uh, uh, you know, the the two little ones that come out of Kylo Ren's yeah. uh, lightsaber, uh-huh. uh, all these different variations, you know, make it really, really special. And and so, yeah. like in Knights of the Old Republic, when you finally, after all the Jedi training, you finally get your lightsaber. Yeah, you know, it feels really powerful. Yeah, yeah. you know, now you can do what it, you can have a lightsaber in each hand you could have a double bladed one yeah. you can go old school and rock the single blade it's just it's so cool yeah um, what a great weapon and, and a weapon that inherently lends itself to personality and variation and well yeah. it will never we'll never stop seeing cool new ways to deploy a lightsaber right personality in particular this is, this is one of the things that uh that plinkett likes to talk about in the uh 
original trilogy reviews is that, you know, the lightsaber isn't like a flashy show off thing. It's supposed to express something. Yeah. Yeah. It's supposed to be an expression it's an of extension of you. Right. Which also makes like everything you do with it more personal. It, it, it's it, a representation of the conflict going on between <clears throat> yourself and another character. Yeah. Um, yeah. Which, which, you know, inherently makes it pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and well, and like the sound design and the, the just the physical visual design behind yeah, it. Yeah, nothing else sounds like a lightsaber. It's right, like that boom in your head is like the only thing that sounds like that. Yeah, they had to. They, I, if I remember right, they had to do a bunch of different takes uh, in Episode One whenever uh, Ewan McGregor had his lightsaber because he couldn't stop making the noises with his mouth. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I believe that. That's crazy. That's how deep that is in our collective yeah. consciousness that, that you can't <laughs> trigger that. <them. laughs> <laughs> so fucking cool. Um, yeah. I'm trying to think what the, the most satisfying weapons in video mm. games maybe are. The BFG is a good one. Oh, the BFG. Yeah. Uh, no matter BFG's its incarnation. Great. Yeah. Um, BFG always rules. There was a game I used to play very briefly, a real-time strategy game called Sins of a Solar Empire. Okay. One of the playable empires you you could control had a, I think it was called a planet buster or something, but it was a giant missile visible from space that, you know, you could see traveling on an arc to an enemy planet, and when it impacted, it leaves a crater permanently on the surface of that world. That's oh cool. <laughs> and you can build multiples of them to completely eradicate the planet's population or, or like get close. You know, <laughs> like, fun. Like, like a few thousand people left on the planet. Oh my God. Can I tell you one of my favorite video game weapons of all is the freaking chainsaw gun from, from Gears, Gears of, War. of War? Oh, God, it's so perfect. It's so much fun. That's a design. Cliffy B takes credit for that, by the way. Yeah? Um, do, you think he's, do you think he's telling the truth? I, I do think that? he's telling the truth because, you know, even though he is kind of like a pompous weirdo. Yeah. Yes. Um, I, I think he understands at, at its core what gamers want to do. The man mm. who put a chainsaw on a gun, it has to. <laughs> right. Because that's the fucking shit. That's absolutely yeah. ridiculous. The idea that you're running at something and you're already going. Rah, 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 rah. Yeah, right. You like, can't wait to get to yeah. your target. For all its faults, Gears of War had a lot of really cool. Oh, tons of cool getting, weaponry. Getting one of those in multiplayer, getting a chainsaw kill in multiplayer was yeah. the most satisfying oh, yeah. fucking thing ever. <laughs> well, because also the person you're chainsawing is there like. Uh, like literally like, any kind of. They're stunned in their yeah. arms. Put a boot in their chest. And push them off of your chainsaw. Oh, so yeah. Fucking fun. That's one of the coolest parts about the new Modern Warfare, too, is if you come up behind someone and hold the melee button, you'll do like an execution sequence yeah. and just like fucking. <laughs> it's really cool. Those weapons and gears were really, really cool. I also really loved the Hammer of Dawn. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The first time I used the, it. Oh, my God. Yeah, you it remember? Was, well, the first time I used it, we were playing. Uh, me and a friend of mine, I just gotten a brand new Xbox. I got Gears of War, and uh, I can't remember what else I got. But we we were playing at co-op and the co-op mode doesn't give you button prompts or explain what these things do. Yeah. So right. so like we're like, like, what is this thing? And, 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 and I'm like, and I'm like, no, wait, I have an idea pointed at those guys. And he does. And fucking, you know, the yeah. orbital laser comes down. So fucking cool. <laughs> In story mode, the first uh, usable application is when the berserker comes out for the first time. Yeah. If you remember, mm-hmm. it's, I it's I remember. Scene, so the berserkers are just basically gigantic locusts that they female. 
females, if I remember correctly, mm. that they keep on chains because they're big and massive uh, and big snarling gigantic okay. beast things. They're also blind, so they can't see anything. Oh, yeah. And they go by sound right. and smell. Yeah, right. Uh, or sound, basically. Yeah. Um, so you have to use the hammer of Dawn to basically shell a berserker at the beginning. <laughs> and it's one of the most, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck, oh, fuck moments of yeah, gaming right. that I've ever experienced. Because <laughs> the berserker, you're basically in this abandoned library or something, if I remember correctly. I remember that And the now. berserker bursts yeah. through. And the yeah. trick is you have to, like, get your hammer of Dawn yeah. and then run through the library through yes. several uh, layers, like, layers of it. And then get out into the sunlight where you can use the hammer. Yeah, because you got to um, have a, a view from the sky. Yeah, right. so you basically have to trick the berserker into following you and smashing through several uh, barricaded doors yeah. so you can advance cool. to the outside. Yeah, Unreal 2004 has a very similar weapon called oh, the Target Painter, which, a is, which is a, oh, a substitute for the Redeemer, which yeah. is a remote-controlled mini-nuke. Halo, Halo Reach had that thing, too, the, uh, what you call it? The Spartan Laser? No, no, the, the, um, the, another uh, thing the just track, like the orbital something or other. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, Another thing, just like, what a great idea, though, for, yeah. I mean, like, every game should have <laughs> where I can point at a bunch of guys and then they just get shelled to death. Right. In, um, in uh, CNC Generals in Zero Hour, there is a, uh, there is, you know, the USA, China and the GLA, which are just generic Middle Eastern terrorists. Okay. And uh, you get to choose which general you play in multiplayer. Okay. And one of the one of the generals for the U.S. is U.S. Laser General. <laughs> and like the ultimate move you unlock after you build the the laser dish yeah. is an orbital laser that follows your mouse. Oh, like oh. with with a little bit of delay, you can't just like you know zip your mouse all over the right. enemy base. You basically spray the yeah, map. You ba you, yeah, you basically just like trace a path for this laser to follow. Yeah, and it just like burns. <laughs> it's the, yeah, really fun. Um, you brought up Halo earlier. I think we'd be remiss yeah. if we didn't mention the Needler. You remember the <laughs> you remember the first time you used Do the, I remember yeah. the, the needler? The needler in, in combat <laughs> that, evolved. An unforgettable experience. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing before it <laughs> ever existed like it that I remember. Yeah. It, it, okay, so people if you don't know what a needler is, I don't I really You're I don't very different tell you. where have you <laughs> fucking been? Um, yeah, it's just a gun that shoots little pink spiky plasma needles that stick in your target and when enough of them group up they explode. Yeah, um, like yeah. They, they always explode, but when enough of them are there, they generate an explosion. An enormous like, explosion. Yeah, yeah. They, I would say they all. The explosion is more powerful the more of them are present. Right. Yeah. <laughs> all of the original Halo's weaponry was really, <laughs> really good. Yeah. Yeah, really, really good. The Magnum, which I still maintain is the best video game weapon ever. <laughs> yeah. The original it really is the original combat evolved Magnum. Halo's pistol, um, felt right, targeted right, had the perfect sound yep and it and yeah. it kicked ass yeah it, it you know it was in so many first person shooters when you're down to the pistol you feel like you're in trouble yeah <laughs> i don't know if anyone has ever talked about this but it's like halo was the first first person shooter that i played where it's like when i you have just the pistol i'm like oh, oh no I'm, I'm good, I'm good. Right. <laughs> yeah no because you, you could use it across the map it had it had a zoom on it yeah just, yeah and then interesting like, like the thing is you could never lose the pistol if i remember correctly it just felt like you never. Well, no, you can swap it out for another secondary weapon. Yeah, you can swap it out for Halo? another offhand oh, yeah. weapon. Yeah, it's always uh, been a two one weapon two. system. Yeah, one okay. and two. It just felt like I always had it. So maybe, maybe I never dropped it. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, why, why would you? <laughs> Halo. The, Halo has a lot of great weapons. I know. Like their human weapons are really solid. The shotgun mm -hmm. is feels. 
yeah. particularly good to unload. Halo Three's battle rifle the is ba- fantastic. Yeah, the battle I rifle. I think it's impeccable. really sad what happened to the Covenant weapons is, uh, by by the time. Yeah, they kind of degraded. The only uh, you know uh, the carbine is great in Halo oh, Two. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, yeah, they did kind of nerf a lot of those. Reach had a lot of balance issues. Yeah. I think unfortunately, I think between two and three, the, like between Halo One through Halo Three, yeah, all of those weapons felt meaningful. Two, two especially was kind of like. Mm-hmm. Right. The, the sweet spot, I yeah, think. Absolutely. Um, Are we going to have a, a day where where we don't do Sunday screening and we have Energy Sword Sunday? Energy instead? Sword Sunday. <laughs> I fucking love it. Oh, my God. Yeah. How cool was that the first time you got to? Because I remember even like when I was 11 years old, it's like, oh, man, this game is awesome. But I want to pick up that. Sword. I, I yes. was I yeah. was there to I was there to see Aubrey's first uh, outing with the energy sword. Oh, yeah. And and uh, hell, yeah, it, it was is great. So fucking exciting. It's isn't it? so Everyone good. loves it the first time they pick it up. Yeah. Well, yeah. And like a lot of for a lot of people, it was the campaign, the, the campaign mission where you get to play as the Arbiter for the first time. Yeah. And you have a plasma rifle and the uh, the energy sword and you spawn with the sword. Oh and it's like, God. oh, they're showing you that you can use this now. You know what I mean? He's like, a my elite arbiter. So Their lives also, matter to me. Yours does not. Yeah. They introduced <laughs> the uh, the gravity hammer in Halo oh. 2 as well, right? Halo 3 was the gravity hammer. Oh, really? Because when every, inevitably when everybody played through the campaign of Halo 2, they had the sword. And then you get <laughs> to the last. We want. Uh, spoiler alert for this game. It's like 15 years old. You get to the end of <laughs> Halo 2 and you get to fight Tartarus and he has a gravity hammer. Yeah. And you're like, that's really cool. I want to play with that. So they're like, all right. And they, made, again. they made one for Halo 3. So you yeah. get to use the gravity hammer whenever you kill a chieftain. Where I um, fall off is I didn't really play a lot of Halo 4. I didn't finish it. You know, that's a, I never played it in my life. And it had all these one, cool not forerunner weapons. Yeah. But I just don't know. I didn't play any multiplayer, so I have no idea how those worked in practice. Um, the beam rifle is really useful in Halo 4's multiplayer, which I think is a, a like, not to its credit. Yeah. Because you went from mm. Halo 3 where it was all about BRs, dude. Um, yes. <laughs> absolutely. And, um, yeah. And the BR just feels right. The BR is the competitive shooter. The essential weapon for Halo 3. Yeah. Yeah. Super, super good. And even yeah. then, the BR in Halo 3 is a downgrade from the BR in Halo 2. Because mm. the BR in Halo 2 is tracked on hit to scan. Oh, um, really? So you could put that thing. And wh- that three round burst would hit that three as round long burst. as you hit the first shot. Correct. Oh. So if you did Halo 3, you kind of had to lead it a little, which made it a little more challenging. Gotcha. Um, they also slowed the fire rate down like a fraction in Halo 3, mm. which made it a little bit more strategic. But I think in a real fast paced game was almost to its detriment. But still, like, close enough that the, the every other fucking thing that they did with the battle rifle didn't feel right yeah. after that. It's interesting, now that we're talking about this, I realize how Halo 2 really just kind of blended into the... Like, I don't... I, not that I don't remember playing Halo 2, but it's not as noteworthy to me as the experience of playing the first one or playing the third one. A lot one. of people played 2, everybody played 3. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Oh, yeah. Uh, and everybody's experience with Halo 1 was, like, on a couch with somebody. So that's going to be a little bit more near and dear yeah. to you. Right. All these fond memories of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I remember we... Speci- I had a uh, a little Switch box that I bought, like a little Netgear Switch box. Yeah. Specifically for LAN parties. Oh, dude. And then uh, that had an uplink to attach to another Switch box, which so we would basically get as many Xboxes in as we could. We had... Oh, my buddy Eric's place, we had cables all over their house. Yeah. His family would come home, and it's like... Oh, okay. There's just Ethernet all over the goddamn kitchen. Yeah, right. Uh, we used to play every day at, uh, remember Tweak? Yeah. We used to play at Tweak's, in Tweak's basement every day after school, like on Fridays. Yeah. We'd come home on Fridays and there'd be like eight of us. Yeah. And we'd sit down <laughs> around two tiny box TVs. Oh, God. And, 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 <laughs> Crazy, isn't it? Yeah. 
uh, and just, just sit there and play. Everybody brought their own controller, and we yeah. always had two Xboxes there, and it just like we would play for like hours, yeah, yeah. hours and hours oh, and yeah. hours. At this point, can you even? I, I can't even believe we played split screen. I know, because the minute that we didn't have to, I was like, I will never do this again. Right, right. Let's talk about the ultimate video game weapon. The slapper from Goldeneye. <laughs> okay, the slapper was great but terrible. It was very oh, difficult. It was very difficult to execute, yeah. but it was it had its own kind of strategy. Mm-hmm. You're trying to like lean out, lean in. You try to get out. Yeah, of the right. Way. You have to swing. Four, yeah, uh-huh. four player Goldeneye slapper matches. Be like da 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 yeah, one hit kill slappers only. <laughs> yeah, the, oh God, that was the, crazy. Oh, <laughs> do you remember the uh, the Clob from that game? I do. Like, yeah, like submachine gun. That was named uh-huh. after a guy named Ken Lob. It was actually <laughs> yeah, because they developed the game. They, they didn't use uh, they didn't use the actual names of the guns, which is why um, you have the PP seven. Yeah, the the, 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 the KF seven Soviet, which is clearly mm. an AK forty seven. The Walther PP seven. The um uh. PP. <laughs> speaking of seven. Speaking of Soviet weapons, you know what's called the AK forty seven? Uh, Kalashnikov forty seven. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah, it's an abbreviation for Avtomat Kalashnikova. Kalashnikov's automatic forty seven is the year it was invented. No shit. Um, they do. The Soviets did that for all of uh, all like weapon inventions. They yeah. they uh. You know, credited it. They credit it. They didn't pay the guy, obviously, because no. it's property of the sure. state. Yeah, right. But uh, um, easily the most useful assault weapon ever made ever. The the secret is that it doesn't contain very many moving parts. Yeah, right. People in in Afghanistan, uh, especially during the Soviet invasion, would bury AKs in the sand, mm. dig them up later, and they'd be in firing condition right after you yeah, dig you them up. Yeah, well, they said you could drag them through the mud, you could take them in the water. They just like, don't jam. They just don't jam, no matter what you do. Right. Um, they're, they're, like, impossible to break. Com- uh, you know, mix that with, like, the uh, M16, which the Americans uh, rolled out right before Vietnam. Real good idea there, guys. Um, <laughs> which would jam if you farted sideways around it. Um, yeah. Yeah. Like, what a complete and total fuck up. You had you had the uh, Viet Cong with a weapon that's basically indestructible in jungle environments, and then you send a bunch of forces in with guns that, uh, like, if you squeeze the trigger the wrong way, it won't work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Here's a here's a fun fact too. Um, you know the RPG. Yeah. What we what we assume stands for rocket propelled grenade. Right. That's not what it stands for. No way. I didn't know. That. It stands for ruchnoy protivatankovi. Gratam, uh, granatamyot. Ruchnoy Prativatankovi Granatamyot, which means handheld anti tank grenade launcher in Russian. No shit. Yeah, Prativatankovi is, is anything anti tank. Tank is just the Russian word for tank. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I that. I didn't know that. Yep, so that, that's actually what RPG stands for. Um, same thing with, uh, same thing with the, uh, 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 the the Dragonov mm-hmm. SVD Sniperskaya Vintovka Dragonova Dragonov's <gasps> sniper's rifle. Huh. They're all they're the more you well, know. I guess apparently except for the RPG, they're named after their creators. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Soviet weapons are usually pretty self-descriptive. Mm. Uh, and, and they work. <laughs> and they work. Small miracle. <laughs> Can I talk about another awesome weapon? Yes. Command and Conquer's Tesla coil. 
Oh, fuck yeah. yeah. Especially <laughs> as utilized in Red Alert. I don't know why, but something about the animation itself and these mm -hmm. little dudes that just go all wiggly and then turn to dust. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what a cool defensive weapon. Like, <laughs> who doesn't want to <coughs> obliterate their enemies with electricity? Um, there was, um... It's still a part of the series, too, right? I mean, they, they, I, I don't think they ever did away with the Tesla coil. It was too I cool. don't think they ever did oh. away with it, no. Um, mm -hmm. Excuse me. Um, did you guys ever play Painkiller? No. Yes. <laughs> Long time ago. Long time ago. Painkiller had some real fucking bizarre weapons, um, and you could actually mix and match their primary and secondary fires, oh. which was really neat. Um, one of the most absurd being uh, a gun that shoots shurikens as its primary fire and lightning as its secondary <laughs> fire. <laughs> it's That's great. Uh, there was one that fires... What was it? it fires stakes, wooden stakes, as its primary fire, as like a long-distance sniper thing. And then, God, I can't remember what its secondary fire was. It might have been something like flame-based. <laughs> like, painkiller's weapons were fucking ridiculous. <laughs> yeah, it, it, men only want one thing, and it's, it's fucking, fucking disgusting. <laughs> a gun, gun that shoots shurikens <laughs> and lightning. <laughs> you ever see that uh, that Punisher uh, panel where it's uh, it's the... Like, there's ninja sneaking up on him. It's the guy telling Punisher, it's a gun, Frank. A gun that shoots swords. <laughs> and then very next frame is of him, like, firing, like, bunches of tiny swords out of his gun. <laughs> Why the fuck not? <laughs> Why not? What about yeah, the Wabajack? Do you guys remember the Wabajack? Oh, I it's sure the, do uh, remember Aubrey's pointing at me. I don't the Wabajack. I don't know what that is. So in every Elder Scrolls game, uh, well... Every Elder Scrolls game from three, no, from Arena onward, yeah, you get uh, you get to meet the Daedric Prince of Madness, Shagorath. Oh, right, is he the one that has the uh, the uh, tea party in the? Uh, yes, in Skyrim. In Skyrim. Yeah. Emperor Pelagius the Third. <laughs> oh, I love you so much, I can just rip out your entrails and strangle you to death with them. What a great character! Yeah, yeah. Uh, the, the entire focus of the Shivering Isles expansion of Oblivion. Yeah. yeah. Um, it's, it's literally, he's literally just a, a guy who became a god, and he's the god of insanity, basically. Yeah. Um, Great yeah. character. So the, the Wabajack is what Che Gorath wheels, and, and it's actually what you get as a gift from him uh, when you complete his quests. And it's an ancient Daedric staff that, when pointed at somebody, will have one of an enormous number of effects on that person. Oh, okay. So Some it's, of them it's are... A, it's a wand of random. It's a wand, wand of randomness, basically. Yeah. So you point this staff at somebody, and it might uh, instantly kill them. Uh, it might turn them into a chicken. <laughs> it might turn them into a Daedric fighter that yeah. is even harder than... Or, the, or a fucking bear. Yeah, or a bear. <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah, it'll turn them into an ice bear or something. Yeah. So when you fire this thing at him, you don't know what's going to happen. Sometimes it's to your benefit. <laughs> sometimes it's not to your benefit. Do you get that in Skyrim? You do. I don't remember yeah, that happening when you, when you do Shagoroth's quest. Oh, yeah. Shagoroth's quest comes up in Solitude, I believe. Yes. Mm. Yeah, you go to this abandoned house, and uh, you just immediately, like... Yeah, there's a guy who comes up to you and, and is clearly insane, and yes. that's what starts uh -huh. the... You can always tell Shea Gorath's quest, because 
Yeah, because it's it's the best one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to I remember, remember doing. I remember doing something. What I just was don't remember his, that one his quest in Vanilla? Oh, I remember what his quest was in Vanilla Oblivion. You go to the very southernmost point of the map at this place that's on uh, that borders with Blackmarsh, which is the Argonian country, mm-hmm. and it's the small city of Argonians. Like right on the edge of uh, Cyrodiil oh. and Blackmarsh. Yeah, yeah. And, and they they follow a lot of old customs, and they worship a lot of old gods. And uh, Shagorath wants to play a trick on this community <laughs> and make them think that a sign of uh, their what what's known as their rapture, their the uh, oh god, will happen. So you you have to first un- unleash. Uh, you have to kill all the livestock first of all. Stealthily kill all the livestock. <laughs> Um, uh, The first thing is like a a famine. And then the next thing is a plague. So you have to steal this prized cheese wheel from a a neighboring community. That's like this horribly funky, stinky cheese. I remember this. And you have to set it out in the streets so that a horde of rats will come through. Of course. And then the (laughs) Shagarth tells you the final thing I'll take care of. And uh, the last sign of the rapture from these people's Ooh. gods. Ooh, sorry, guys. Jesus. Ooh, ouch. Ow. Uh, the last sign of the rapture from these people's gods. The, the game locks you and stands you in place, and the skies turn red and open up, and flaming puppies rain from the sky <laughs> and start smashing down all around you. <laughs> and of course, all the townspeople run away, going, It's the rapture! You know, and they like just yeah, right. scatter off into the woods. And Shay Goroth gives you the Wabajack as a gift. <laughs> and uh, probably has a really good laugh, too. Yeah, right. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's always, he's always a mad Scottish person. Yes, uh, it's a great idea. Uh, no, Irish, some uh, some kind of Celtic. Yeah, he, there's a lot of very Scottish <laughs> stuff in there. There's a there's yeah. there's not a lot of. Uh, I, I suspect the person who who does his voice is not native. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But uh, you've entered the the hall of the or the mind of the emperor, Pelagius <laughs> the third. <laughs> If I remember correctly, you're having the tea party and the emperor is there and he's asleep at the edge of the tea party. Yeah, he's, he, well, he's in his bed having night terrors That's and you have to beat his night terrors oh. by firing the wabajack at them. Mm. Um, God, what a strange thing that is. <laughs> there was one. There's one part in that mission where you have to like there's a, a fighting pit going on and it's two different emperor Pelagius's. Um, and you have to use Pelagii, the, Pelagii. and you have to use the Wabajack to to like influence the battle one way or another. And yeah. the trick isn't you. I, I remember I spent way too fucking long in this. You you you're trying to you know uh, change the fighters to make one best to the other. And yeah. the trick is you have to fire the Wabajack at one of the guys on the opposite, end, or you have to fire the Wabajack at him. Basically, it's 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 two fi- two like random creatures in a pit, and then uh, Emperor Pelagius watching them. And the trick is you have to turn him into something to, to beat the. And I remember the first time I did it, I'm like motherfucker because I spent like 15 minutes. Yeah. Like, what do I do? These secret <laughs> secret tests where there's a like an alternate solution. Yeah. Um, if you guys are, uh, get around to playing Witcher Three, uh, excuse me. Mm-hmm. You will become obsessed with like the quality and durability of your swords. They they do a lot of of really in depth stuff to make you really care about your weaponry. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a there's a side quest in uh, one of the expansions, um, Blood and Wine, where you can get a sword that appears in the previous two games called Arendite. Okay. It's a silver sword, and uh, if you if you get it. The mythical being that gives it to you tells you to not lose it this time. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah. um, but what it does in the third game is if you if oh God, what is it? 
it builds up charge the more consecutive attacks you get without getting hit. And if you kill an enemy with a full charge of Erendite, it permanently increases Erendite's damage. So it is the silver sword to end all silver swords for the game. That's badass. Considering that Blood and Wine is the second, the second of two expansions that are available. Yeah. Uh, it, it is meant to be like, you know, this is the sword you should be using for the remainder of the game. <laughs> <laughs> but you got to you got to know how to complete the side quest. And it, it requires paying attention to the story. Nice. Um, I like the idea of a weapon that continuously increases its overall effectiveness. Yeah. Yeah. They did it so you, you won't have to hunt for any more silver swords. Yeah, right. Because <laughs> you, you will go through so many weapons. In Witcher Three. Oh, really? Um, not all of them necessarily swords either. You can wield, you know, you can you can beat people up with a shovel if you fucking want. Um, <laughs> I do. <laughs> but uh, but obviously the swords are going to be a lot more effective. Right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, I don't know where else to go uh, with well, with well, the weapon discussion. We, we t- talked a lot about fantasy stuff, didn't we? What about like real world stuff? Like actual yeah, like weapons. What, what, How about untra- really untraditional weapons, maybe. Untraditional weapons? Yeah, yeah, see, I don't I don't have a lot of experience with either. real world weapons. Yeah. I, I own a katana that I got at the medieval fair, yeah. so it's effectiveness is uh, questionable. I have the master sword. I, I know it will yeah, I know it will chop into your meat for sure, but it's yes. you know, it's not like, you know, fucking uh, Muramasa. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> don't chop my meat, bro. <laughs> um I always thought I would want to have like a bolt. I want a bolt action rifle. Yeah. Just because I, I, I know they're like cumbersome and everybody who knows guns is like, no, why would you do that? But like, <laughs> yeah, except I, that they have the most satisfying mechanism. Exactly. That from, purely for that reason. They yeah. had a, they had a uh, deactivated uh, bolt action rifle as a yeah. prop at the Youngstown Playhouse one time when I was there, you know, helping clean up. Yeah. Yeah. I, oh, they I, feel you, good. I, I just, I just like picked it up and just like, you know, played with the bolt action a bit and just like, yeah, it feels good. It's natural. You it's, can tell it's a very natural um, movement. Actually, somehow. Tyler, Tyler taught me this. You know, you have a good one um, and one that's in good functional condition when the, 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 the bolt is nice and loose. Because okay. there's nothing worse than one that sticks when you're trying to uh, chamber right, around. Right, you shouldn't have to force it yeah. the breach open. It, it needs to be nice and nice and smooth when you do that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and I always wanted uh, like a Mosin Mosin Nagant. Mosin Nagant, yeah. yeah. The Moist Nugget, as it's nicknamed by uh, gun <laughs> yeah. enthusiasts. Because it's kind of like cumbersome and, you know, uh, but like scarily accurate at range. That was yeah. the trademark infantry rifle for, for Russian soldiers. Yeah. Uh, Probably like like just after the revolution up through World War Two. Yeah. And um, then uh, when automatic weapons started catching on, they started going over to the Kalashnikovs. It's 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 a little uh, it's a little slow from what I understand. Um, mm. And it, it wasn't without its problems, but it was it was pretty reliable uh, and scarily accurate, oh, like yeah. at, yeah. at uh, short to mid range. It was it was my weapon of choice in yeah. Call of Duty too. Yes, mine too, actually. <laughs> um, so it's not like it's not you're not really going to be able to reach out and touch someone unless you scope it. Mm. But like if you're just using it with the regular iron sights, like they said, it's like it'll do pretty much exactly what you tell it to do. Yeah, you know what I mean. <laughs> at a, at a mid range, um, and it's just I don't know. There's something really satisfying to me about the bolt action thing. I'm always you know, I've always, yeah. you know, after uh, after 20 years of existence, uh, Counter Strike 21 this year. Wow. Uh, excuse me. Counter Strike's uh, most, you know, uh, game changing weapon is still the AWP, you know, yeah. bolt action sniper op. rifle. Yeah. The op. Um, 
yeah, there there is something just just really cool about about you know releasing the cartridge you know every yeah something that you, you know. have to do the way it's like okay yeah. uh, the, and obviously you like, don't want to spend a whole lot of energy on it. So. I, I think it's kind of like the difference between like you know like reliable coffee that's pre ground that you know you can go with all the time it just does what it does and the <laughs> satisfaction of grinding your own beans. Yeah, sure. It's, it's like, a <laughs> task you do with sure. love. Sure, you yeah. pop okay. the thing and re, you know you want to experience every part of that. It's, I think it's like a, it's, an amount, it's a labor of love. So think about this. When Betty Crocker came out with cake mix initially, yeah. they had everything you needed in the cake mix, and all you had to do was add water yeah. and basically bake your cake. Yeah. And they found that they weren't selling well, and what did it was making consumers crack an egg into the mixture. Yeah. Yeah. They used to just have the binder in hmm. the mix to make yeah. it easier for people, and people weren't... Mix. So people wanted to feel like they were doing something, so they made you sure. crack an egg into the Betty Crocker. So that's why you have to do that. Which is a brilliant marketing insight. Really, really smart. Like, whoever figured that out, really... I mean, because that's counterintuitive. Right. If you're a marketer, what, you, what you, your whole job... Is to make is it easier. Make things easier for people, solve their problems, right. make them do less work. So, yeah, you have to manually crack your binder into every box of Betty Crocker. Yeah. It's for that reason that things like the... Like pump action shotguns or bolt action rifles <laughs> or the uh, I don't know what it's called the like the old I'm gonna call it the old western style okay like the you know I can't I don't know Wait, what oh called. you mean like the pump action thing or the lever yeah action? the lever action yeah the lever right. action rifles yeah uh, or like repeating rifles I got that uh, lever action rabbit you do yeah you, you had a twenty up a twenty two up there right yeah. yeah um yeah they're they're fucking cool it makes you feel like you're doing something so. yeah I, I don't know. God. That's that's the kind of stuff I like. I it's the know. tactile experience of it. Like, I kind of feel like the guy who's concerned with firing the most bullets, the quickest and easiest, is the guy I'm worried about. Right. Uh, but there's a lot of you know, I, there's a lot of reasons to you know, and the, the tactile experience of doing stuff like yeah, that it's doing is manually. much more Feels about right. loving doing that. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, that's what I mean. Like. I like guns. Uh, I, like I'm, mm -hmm. I'm, I'm into guns. I don't really, I don't really own any anymore. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, but uh, I, I don't, mean, I don't intend to buy more. I just have yeah. the ones that I have because I just have them. You have them, right? Mm -hmm. um, but yeah, I, I like, I'm into it. So like, mm -hmm. that's the kind of stuff I like because I'm in. Like, I don't intend on like. Yeah. I don't intend on using it. <laughs> you know what I mean? In public, like I want to, I want to have it. Because I like guns, so yeah. that's the kind of stuff that I'm into, is stuff that you, you feel like you're used, doing something useful while you're using it. The design aesthetic of guns, uh, like especially like uh, like your, like just even just like a standard handgun. Yeah. The design aesthetic of that, like metal grit, yep. the, the, uh, the, the hatchwork, you know, and uh, bars along things. There's just like a, a way that guns <laughs> look that is cool. In the same way, and this is maybe a horrible analogy, but just bear with me. It's like the Nazi uniforms just looked cool. They look good. Yeah, the Nazi uniforms are... They uh, just looked cool. Objectively the best-looking military yeah. uniforms, especially, like, the dress blacks that the officers wore. Yeah, right. They just they just look... <laughs> they look right. The thing is, like, so, so you don't have to love guns to love the look of guns. Oh, absolutely. They're sexy bar... Or they're sexy. They're, they're murdering Barbies, dude. That's what they... Sexy Barbie, sexy Barbie, <laughs> sexy Barbie. No, sexy they're they're Barbie. They're murder. God, sexy <laughs> murder Barbie. They're murder Barbies. If you're into guns for the sake of being I, into guns, I completely get what you're saying. They're they're just murder Barbies. I so. completely understand what you're saying. Yeah, it's really it's grown up collectible toys. Yeah, exactly. That kill people. Right. Yeah, man. Whatever. Some of them really well. <laughs> <laughs> 
I can't find the the thing I was going to show you. Um, it was the uh, it's like a visual representation of of what it would have looked like for the longest sniper shot mm -hmm. uh, that's been recorded in history. But it's been broken since I I last looked this up. Mm -hmm. um, check this fucking shit out. Uh, so when I last looked it up, it was uh, uh, COH Craig Harrison. Okay. Who, um, wait, maybe it's a, no, I can't find it in here either. Um, Ed who, who, who confirmed, killed a target. This was a, a COH, Corporal of Horse. Which is a uh, Canadian, a Canadian rank. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, what? <laughs> Craig Harrison in November 2009 uh, landed a, a fatal shot at uh, 2,475 meters. Oh, my God. Which is that's disgusting, which is just over 2,700 yards. Oh, my God. Um, the current record. That's one point. Three miles? Do I have that oh right? God, that sounds about right. That's crazy. Well, wow. wait. Well, how about this? The current record is held by an unnamed Joint Task Force Two sniper. Uh, obviously, named withheld because he's probably still active. Sure. May twenty seventeen. Three thousand. Oh my god. Eight hundred seventy one yards. Oh my god. How far is that? How, what is that in units that makes sense to my brain? Uh, hold on, hold on. I'm, I'm gonna uh, 3,871 yards. Yeah, Jesus. or or 3,540 meters. 3,875 oh yards. Like almost two miles. 71 2. yards. 2.2 2 miles. Oh my god. A 2.2 .2 mile. How? Oh my god. Shot. How do you even see that? I don't even. I honestly, I don't understand. Well, here's here's what's even crazier. At that wow. dis at that distance, you have to account for wind. The natural drop of gravity and then and the rotation of the earth <laughs> underneath the bullet. That's ridiculous. This is why snipers have spotters who do all the fucking math. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, right. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Yeah, that's nuts. Dude, I don't even know how you. An <sighs> over two mile sniper shot. The desert is mostly empty, as it turns out. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so you can hit so you can hit these shots if you try hard enough and you're enough of a hard ass. Yeah. Um wow, that's crazy though. So uh, while I was looking up the uh the previous record who's now in fourth place, um uh Rob Furlong, mm -hmm. who is also a Canadian sniper. I, I discovered great name for a sniper, <laughs> by the way. Say, right. Great name for yeah. a sniper. Furlong. Um, <laughs> I discovered that he entered the Canadian uh munis uh, some municipal police force in Canada uh after his tour and was discharged for beating up and urinating on a fellow officer. <laughs> so there's that. Well, you don't need I'm to, guessing you don't need as good aim for that. I'm guessing if he, if he went so far as to beat somebody up and then piss on them, yeah. that guy probably deserved it. I That's mean, a good guess. That's a fair guess. I don't know. For the I most part, beating someone up is usually enough. If you piss on them, you, they really stepped in it. Yeah. <laughs> or, or he was just drunk. He was just it. drunk and abusive. Yeah. That's true. That's possible. Um, so anyway, I think we're coming up on probably time here. We're yeah. at like an hour 50. You have to pee I'm really, really bad. I have to pee. I'm doing the pee I'm dance. Okay. So we're we're going to um, we're, uh, we're going to call this topic here. I hope you guys liked <gasps> weapons. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I did, this went all over the place and I'm one. OK That's with that. That's uh, this is um, this is uh, weapons are always cool to talk about. Yeah. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. So when we come back, we'll do our recommendations of what we learned. And uh, and then end the fucking show. We'll do probably. the damn thing. Just we'll just stop doing this forever. GTFO, yeah. yeah. All right. Be right back. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, God, Dave, what are you doing? No, please. No. And we're uh, back. We're back. We are back. Uh, <laughs> I think this has been a, an interesting and wild topic. It's been um, <laughs> an interesting and wild topic. That's true. Uh, and I and I hope it was entertaining for you folks out in the audience. Mm-hmm. And I hope that uh, after after some positive reaction to uh, Buyer Beware, I hope that that I can I make love this. It. A, I can't wait to play that again. <laughs> the thing is, the thing. I'm I already playing it right now. I'm already starting to think of new games <laughs> to play in place of as bad as it gets. Which I would like to repeat his name that way because it's as bad as this show has ever done. <laughs> it's, it's basically the worst moments ever of the show. <laughs> Just compiled into right one thing there. that I happen to create. <laughs> I'm, I'm like not original at all. Like stupid and fat. I'm the father of shitty ideas. <laughs> um, but anyway. But anyway, back to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I, I, I'm going to uh, I'm going to I'm going to make these things. I'm going to try and make these a bit harder for you. I, I had a limited amount of time to find these reviews. Uh, I think you did really really well for our first game. Something to let us like yeah, get our yeah get know, our sort of beak wet or whatever. Yeah, it is. got our beak wet. So, so I'm going to. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, so ne- next time uh hopefully it'll be a little harder, but but I uh, no, I'm, I'm glad I'm glad this this is went over yeah, it was, uh, it as was well good. as it did. It's really a great good. idea. Um so we're gonna move on to recommendations, starting with Dave. Uh, Do you have a recommendation for this week? Shit, I did. <laughs> Chris, did you have a recommendation for this week? I have two. I hate when the ha- every every time I'm asked something, it's just gone. I know. I, I write down your recommendation beforehand. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I have, have. That's what I do. Two that I would like to recommend to you. Okay. Uh, okay. The first is to say that uh, Hip Hop Evolution season four uh, has just debuted very recently on oh. Netflix. As in, like in the last three days, we're recording this on the twentieth. 21st. Oh, okay. 21st, excuse me, January 21st, which means you guys are going to get it a week later. Uh, but within a, a couple days of today, uh, Hip Hop Evolution Season 4 has debuted. I've recommended it on this show before, I think a, a couple times in, as an auxiliary when like the third season came out. Yeah. Um, watch it. <clears throat> yeah. it. It's really good. If you like uh, if you like hip hop music, it goes through every, I, you know, I've said this before, it goes through every like area of hip hop music and then certain uh, aspects of the genre and how it got to where it it, it is today. Right. Uh, one of the episodes that I'm just starting this season is about producers, like famous hip hop producers mm. who like solely built sounds based on production. Yeah. And I'm sure that I'm going to hear something from Jay Dilla somewhere. Oh, in yeah. There. Oh, yeah. Dilla. Uh, so check out Hip Hop Evolution season. Four. Just watch the whole thing. They're like little 40 minute episodes. There's four episodes to a season. It's really easy. No, go ahead. Keep opening the. <laughs> no, go ahead. Honestly. Just rip it off. Rip the lid off. No, no I'm good. I'm good. <laughs> no, you're not. The second recommendation. <laughs> Fuck. Rip the. I can't get it. There we go. Oh my god! You just tear it off. It's it's cheap fucking plastic. <laughs> it's still making noises. I'm not even touching it. I'm sorry. <laughs> so your second recommendation. My second. <laughs> sorry. My se- oh god! You opened this, the can I of know. nuts. That was so fucking good. Them. 
Oh, did you <clears throat> My shackle recommendation <laughs> is eat peanuts. No. They're fucking um, great. <laughs> staying on Netflix, I want to recommend a Netflix original movie um, that came out uh, a couple months ago uh, starring Eddie Murphy called um, Dolomite Is My Name. I want to see that. You should watch uh, it. Uh, um, as the name implies... Dolomite is my name is about uh, Dolomite, or uh, more particularly, uh, uh, comedian slash actor uh, Rudy Ray Moore, um, who got <laughs> famous. Actor? Yeah, who got famous in the 1970s for his uh, comedic character Dolomite, who's just uh, uh, basically a, uh, a tough talking street pimp. Yeah. Um, based on all the old jive talk that he used to hear older guys in the neighborhood. Yeah. Uh, talk about like dumb little stories to make people laugh, right? Right. Uh, so the character of Dolomite is based solely on that, and the story follows Rudy Ray Moore from uh, a guy who's like left his hometown in the in the South uh, to move out west and make something of himself. It's like a classic, you know what I mean? Classic tale. Uh, this one happens to be true. Is this guy comes out? Uh, he starts working like little low rent jobs. His the big job that he eventually settles on is in a record a record shop, basically. Um, where they broadcast out of the store, and it was supposed to be a job that he takes, you know, on his way, like as something small that he does on his way to becoming famous. Mm. So by the time uh, 1970 rolls around, Rudy's found himself uh, certainly not famous working at this dead-end job. Rudy! And uh, working part-time Rudy. in a club as uh, the comedian, like the host of the night. Uh, introducing The MC. The MC, basically, introducing the bands that uh, come up on uh, on stage and, like, telling his little jokes. Um, he decides he needs to make a change, so he goes out and he uh, sits on the street with like the local like uh, like homeless people, basically old, old uh, homeless people, mm-hmm. um, and he listens to all their old stories and adopts them into this character of Dolomite, which is an old jive story that he heard all the time when he was younger, and <laughs> yeah. that you know all the old guys on the street tell. So, and he adopts this character and makes it his own and comes up with his own raps. And the cool thing about Dolomite is that um, years later, he's kind of identified as the godfather of, of hip-hop because he was putting out these comedy albums where he's rapping over top of music, telling <laughs> jokes, basically, telling <laughs> stories, telling jokes. Wow. Um, that's and a, then that's a crazy origin. Yeah, story. right. So he's considered the godfather of hip hop. Still mentioned today. You you could find a hip hop record at least one a year, a popular hip hop record where Dolomite is brought up at some point. No um, and the reason he's brought up is because uh, Rudy, after making some money doing his comedy, puts every last ounce of money and effort he has into making a film. Mo- a film, basically, the Dolomite movie. The Dolomite movie, <laughs> uh, which, if you haven't seen it, I would recommend watching that first. It's a cult classic. It's really funny. You'd love it. It's hilarious. It's 1970s black exploitation at its best. Wow. Um, <laughs> badass black pimp gets uh, screwed over by uh, Willie Green, uh, who. Uh, Puts him in jail for something that he didn't do. Mm-hmm. The prison warden gives him a chance to get out and get his revenge. Uh, that's that's, Dol- a, that's a great premise, right there. Right, awesome. Seventies action, uh, car chases. Uh, you know, uh, great music and just silly, stupid kung fu stuff. It's fucking. <laughs> it's awesome. Watch Dolomite. Um, but uh, in the movie, they basically talk about the entire like his whole comedy career and then the production of the movie and how he basically took like all his friends and risked every last ounce of his money. On this stupid thing, yeah. on on the bet that, uh, as he puts it, that the the same five blocks of people that are in his neighborhood who would pay a lot of money to go see the movie 
are in every major city in the country. There's yeah. that same five blocks. Right. Uh, a bet that paid off. He made like him and his production company made like ten different movies. Um, no shit. Yeah, uh, and they were all like called classic hits. So he made his money back and then some. Um, and also Rudy Ray Moore, like the at least the way Eddie Murphy portrays him is like super endearing, super funny, super sweet. Yeah. Um, and it's just a really fun watch. If you want to watch a movie and feel good about yourself from the beginning of the movie to the end of the movie, you should watch Dolomite Is My Name. Gosh, that sounds great. It is really good. Eddie, Eddie Murphy's back in, in like a really funny uh, role. You know what I mean? Snoop Dogg's yeah. in this movie too. He's got a bunch of cool guest stars. Um, I don't know, man. It's just fun. It's it's nice to watch a movie and feel good mm-hmm. start to finish. Hell yeah. Um, there's a lot of really, really funny stuff for this movie, as you would expect from something with Eddie Murphy in it. Yeah. <laughs> Dolomite is my name, and Fucking Up Motherfuckers is my game. Watch it <laughs> on Netflix. Fucking Up Motherfuckers is my game. <laughs> as said by a fat white guy. Yeah. Um, I like it, though. Yeah, it's really good. It's a good watch, man. I wanted to see that for the minute I saw the trailer. I it, knew I wanted to see that It's movie. really, It's really sweet and really funny and really endearing. And like, I don't know, man. Yeah. You know, who doesn't want to be like... Rudy Ray Moore is just like a normal dumpy dude, right? Yeah. And he just got to like live his dream out. He, he had a, <laughs> a shtick and he rolled with it. And like up until basically up until he died in the 2000s, he was they were still doing stuff like they were still making movies and yeah. still doing his comedy and like, you know, yeah, super, super endearing. So watch it. It's worth a watch, uh, especially in, a you know. A time where movies kind of have to be depressing, <laughs> I think, in a lot of ways. Yeah, you know I mean? right. Um, uh, the the, uh, the uplifting, uh, positive, inspiring comedy is a. Uh, I don't know. There's not a lot of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, for sure. Really sweet. Check it out. Yeah, you know that's the other thing. It really is a cynicism. There's not cynicism yeah. behind that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Dave, did you remember what you were going to recommend? <laughs> I swear to God, I just did. <laughs> I swear to God, I just did. This is going to kill me. <laughs> oh my God! Do you have something, Ben? <laughs> I do have something. If you want to, um, if you want to ruminate on and and uh, when it when it enters your head, write it down. I know. TV, music. Oh, movie. I don't know. <laughs> oh my Jerk God. off technique. <laughs> Did like the two-handed sandwich rub? <laughs> One of the top. The two-handed sandwich rub. <laughs> I don't know. You know the old classic. No, it's I just made that up. It's not that I've tried. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway. Oh God, I had it. I'm really sorry. I'm really All right, sorry. Well, if this you get it again, write it down. <laughs> oh so, so you got it. Hello, um, season four. Thank you. I am. I am going to recommend that people watch the Super Bowl this year. Yes, because it's. Why it, on earth would you do that? We we said we were not going to watch the Super Bowl again this year, but we're going to do it because this one's going to be good. It actually looks promising. It's going to be good. I know. It's actually going to be good this it, year. It really should be. Finally, um, as, as you as you may already know, uh, if you're if you're one of the like two people in the world who didn't watch the Super Bowl, or two people in America who didn't watch the Super Bowl mm-hmm. uh, this past year, uh, you missed the most epic punt fest <laughs> of the decade. The punts. I mean, they just kept coming. They The punts just kept on fucking coming. <laughs> punt the after fu- punt. The final score was pathetic. 
It just, just, yeah. you know, like, like fucking Donald Trump's penis level of pathetic. <laughs> it was the single least fun game of any professional sport I have ever watched in my yeah, adult very, life. And I've watched soccer. Yeah. <laughs> but now, but now, yeah. you've got two pretty explosive offenses going up against one another. Yes, the Battle of the Redmen. And and two, two different red, teams in red. The Redmen. Yeah. Um, Who reds better? <laughs> and and uh, 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 the fact that they both have, you know, reasonably competent defenses. Yes. You're going to see a lot more than what you would normally see in a Super Bowl involving, you know, some something like. Tom Brady. Tom ben, Brady. Ben Roethlisberger. Tom Brady. This Super Bowl does not involve teams that have been to the Super Bowl in, like, the past decade. Yes. In fact, this is the first visit uh, uh, by the Chiefs to a Super Bowl in 50 years. Super Bowl three? Four. Super Bowl four. Super Bowl four. uh, Where they they played the New Orleans Saints. Saints. New Orleans. Um, The Niners haven't been in since uh, Steve Young, am I right? Like... Yeah. Do I have that? Like, early 90s? I believe so. Yeah, that's, uh, that's awesome. This is a big deal for football because parody is being introduced. We gotta stop eating these peanuts. I know. <laughs> I know. I'm gonna um, put the lid on these. They're peanuts. so good. Um, you know, it, it it like like in the NHL, like you know the the Stanley Cup competitors are are almost never the same. When the yeah. when the Penguins repeated Stanley Cups, that's pretty much unheard of. Yeah. In the NHL. Yeah. Um. But we're talking about, you know, two teams that that have not been to the Super Bowl in a long, long time. Right. And in this current era where certain teams are, I would say, favored more than others. Gee, you don't say. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, God, it's so nice for them not to be. It's so nice for the Patriots not to be in the Super Bowl. Right. Uh, the Patriots or the Ravens or the Steelers. Uh, right. None any of them. The, any of the predictables. None of them are in. It's the yeah. Chiefs and the Niners. It's These are two historic football teams yes. story, that are going to. Story tradition. Yes. That are, that are going to put on a real hell of a show. Yeah. And I fully recommend that people watch it. Actually watch it this year. I think it's worth noting, too, that uh, of uh, of people who are very, very excited about this Super Bowl, mm-hmm. John Boys must be one. Oh, yeah, because he's, oh, he's yeah. a Chiefs he... fan, a long-suffering Chiefs fan. <laughs> yes. Uh, and uh, I feel like it's going to be real fun to watch him around this. I... I, me personally, I'm, I'm thinking the Chiefs win this. I do, too, just based on Pat Mahomes, the, the boy wonder. Oh, yeah. Just, just based on seeing how that offense runs, that is a well-oiled machine oh, that yeah. does not make a lot of mistakes. No, they do not. It's going wow. to be a high-scoring Super Bowl either way, but I think I think the Chiefs are going to <clears throat> ultimately put up more points. I think so, too. Don't count the Niners out, too, because that's a, that's a team where they were asking really early in the season, uh, is this team for real? And uh, they're fucking for real, yeah. obviously. Um, Jimmy you know, Garoppolo finally getting the chance to yeah. fucking prove himself, and and uh, uh, I'm I'm really worried that the Chiefs aren't going to be able to slow down that running game. Um, mm. So we'll see, because mm. um, the defense has looked a little suspect when it comes to that. But you know, mm-hmm. they also have Pat Mahomes, who is easily the best quarterback of the new generation. Yeah, this like, is this is what I'm excited about is is both teams have have really high performing offenses. Oh yeah, it's going to be fun. And it's going to be a really good match to watch. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I'm really excited for it. So, watch the Super Bowl. That's February 2nd, I believe. Yep. God, if, right. if you'd have told me last year 
I know. That we would be sitting here saying excited about the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, I know. Yeah, watch the Super Bowl and fuck the NCAA championship. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah it's it's hey, a little you know ridiculous. What? LSU won. I'm happy LSU won. Everybody wanted Joe Burrow to win. They yeah. went out and sure. They went out and kicked some ass. Sure. But there were a lot of really shitty calls in that game. <laughs> there, yeah. Oh, there were a lot of shitty calls in the playoff games, too. Yeah. Just playoffs. To, that was hard to watch at times. It, wa- it was very hard to watch. <laughs> it was it was abysmal. Trying not to be frustrated. Mm-hmm. But uh, I am happy LSU won because, I honestly, I don't think Ohio State would have beat LSU. Anymore. No, I, 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 I was saying know. the same thing. Like, I don't think tr- so. Mostly out of grief, trying to assuage yeah. the grief. Yeah, but. No, I don't think LSU, that's one of the most complete football. I've been watching college football a long time. That was one of the most complete football mm-hmm. teams I've ever seen. They were mm-hmm. great. Definitely. Um yeah, oh, no, I'm super excited for the Super Bowl. I saw somebody, uh, actually Alvin and I were at work, we saw somebody in a Ronnie Lott jersey. <laughs> like For the first, that Ronnie Lott was an old uh, linebacker, middle linebacker for yeah. the uh, uh, San Francisco 49ers in the uh, late 70s and 80s. Okay. Uh, okay, so Ronnie Lott is famous for breaking his finger in a playoff game. Mm-hmm. His pinky finger. Like, bro- like, when I say broken, I mean like, fucking like broken oh my God. like this way yeah and rather than like go to the <laughs> hospital and not compete in the game uh legend has it that ronnie lott had the trainers cleave off his pinky finger and stitch it up and glove it up so he could go back out and play the rest of the game oh my <laughs> a game God. that they lost i might add um, <laughs> Whoa. so yeah uh there's no real men left anymore is <laughs> what i'm trying to say yeah there's no uh, real psychos left yeah, anymore right uh-huh. uh, yeah ruthless ronnie lott one of the greatest tacklers of all time this dude had a jersey on like how long i can't even think of the last time i've seen somebody in a niners jersey here no so, you don't see right. that it's just not common so it's nice to see like other fan bases are getting their fucking due for the first yeah. time in ages. Yeah. Yeah. So definitely uh, this season, watch the Super Bowl. It's probably going to be good. Yeah. It I, seems like I, it will be. I, I think it's going to be a real high scoring affair. I think there's going to be a lot of explosive plays. I think there's just going to be a lot of excitement. Um, Dude, even if it's not, it's a game where we don't have the same three quarterbacks in rotation. Right. Yeah, right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Don't have to look at Tom Brady's ugly mug Tom kissing Brady, his father on the lips. Right. Tom Brady paid. Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, yeah. La- dad on the lips. Yeah. Last year. Last, last, <laughs> yeah. last year. When he and the owner of the patch, uh, Robert Kraft. Yeah, he kissed yeah. Robert, pa- uh, Robert Kraft on the fucking lips. Yeah. <laughs> not really? good. Not yeah. good. So anyway, that's weird. So anyway, that's my recommendation. Watch the Super Bowl. Dave, did you remember your recommendation? I did. It took me forever to do it. It's yes. Silicon Valley. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's a recommendation that starts with a bit of sad news, which is that something that you maybe never knew existed is dead now, Um, which is uh, Dan Harmon's long-running podcast, Harmontown. Oh. Uh, They just decided to end the show at the end of last year, and in December, they did their 360th episode, which for them was super exciting because 360 degrees make a circle, and they just sure. they liked that number. Yeah, it's uh, a good round it's good. number. Yeah. Um, so the show is over now, but um, I highly recommend listening to some of it because it was a really weird, chaotic kind of podcast. Like, I guess a lot of podcasts are uh, really personal. You know, sure. Like a lot of the, and it's kind of part of the appeal of podcasts is, you know, like a, like the host, you know, becomes someone that you understand and feel like you, yeah. you know, and yeah. it's a little bit of a empathy exercise or whatever. It doesn't make us your friends, by <laughs> no. the way. We're, we're not your friends. <laughs> we're, 
<laughs> unless you're our friends. Yeah. Well, and unless if, you are actually our friends. If you think you're our friends, you're you're probably not. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, I have it down to like one hand the actual friends that I have. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like probably. Like, yeah. Like like one hand. Yeah. Like oh, I count them on one hand. And, and still have fingers left over. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, um, no, yeah. So the thing about the uh, about the Harmontown podcast is that it started during like a pretty chaotic period of Dan Harmon's life, um, just before or just after the incident with the, the Chevy Chase voicemail and getting fired from Community and all that shit. I don't know that. Uh, it, it's one of the things that got him in trouble early on, uh, shortly after the voicemail thing happened, is that he played the voicemail just for his podcast audience. What was the voicemail? Uh, it was Chevy Chase's screaming, angry, yelling voicemail, calling Dan Harmon unprofessional and all this shit, and telling him he <laughs> hoped he got fired, and just Chevy Chase being Chevy Chase, because, you know, he's, like, notorious yeah, like, like, hard to work with. Yeah, like, yeah. Wow. So, uh, so basically, that was, like, the beginning of this podcast, uh, and over the course of 360 episodes, uh, it was a lot of like therapy, like like Dan Harmon doing this for therapy, um, making you know friends out of the audience. One person in particular being a guy named Spencer Crittenden, who is he was just an audience member. And by episode five, they started just having him up on the stage and then he just became their friend. And, and uh, he, he DM'd for them when they do D&D. No way. <laughs> yes, they they have a show called Harmon Quest, which yeah, is, is animated. Uh, yeah. Yes, so that's Spencer Crittenden is that guy, the DM, and he he's just a dude that was showing up at the shows that now has a job working with Dan Harmon. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, right? Um, and like 355 podcast appearances or something like that. Wow. Um, but yeah, so I recommend listening to it just because it was a really interesting and fun podcast that is now dead, and it's... I don't know. It's cool. It's yeah. kind of nice to look back on stuff like this and uh, just kind of appreciate how weird yeah. it was. Uh, it also featured, like, a lot of really interesting people. Like, uh, the voice of Goldenfold, Brandon yeah. uh, something. Oh, me neither. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So he's, he's regularly on there. Uh, Jeff B. Davis is regularly on there. Um, there's, uh, there's a guy named Rob Schraub who's known primarily as a comedy writer. Rob Schraub. Yeah, right? What a name, right? <laughs> he's regularly on there. He's the guy who, if I told you about uh, Dan Harmon called him a cheapy pee-pee on stage, <laughs> and then he got really serious about it, <laughs> and it became him like, 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 like menacingly into the microphone going, I'm not a cheapy pee-pee, Dan. <laughs> It's just these two guys have known each other forever, and their arguments are, like, ridiculous. Cheapy-peepy. Hilarious. It's, like, clearly something that's just meant to be a joke, but he he takes it really seriously. So, yeah, listen to Harmontown. It's cool, and I don't know if it'll stop being available soon. I mean, Harmon walked out on Starburns, which is that Mm. production company or whatever, so who knows? It might not be available soon, so Hmm. give it a listen. You know, uh, give it a quick uh, send-off, I guess. Give it your panties. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> you know, whatever you generally do. Yeah, you know. yeah. All right. Give well, it a nice kiss on the lips on Super Bowl <laughs> Sunday. So what? Uh, what if anything have we learned? I didn't learn that much. Ba, 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 ba. Sorry. <laughs> 
I didn't learn that much. Uh, I learned that irons are definitely supposed to be flat. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I learned that we're going to apparently start doing hot takes on Monopoly pieces. <laughs> I learned that ponies can outrun ninjas. <laughs> oh. oh, good one. Uh, I learned that you should fuck that guy, but definitely don't fuck that lady. Right. Um, and at if the DMV. And if you're going to fuck that guy, you got to do it at the DMV. Yeah, you got right. to <laughs> fuck that guy. I, I told DMV. you to stop it. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> you could be a little nice. She doesn't speak the language. <laughs> Come on, you have a phone. You could have solved this problem yourself. Party. <laughs> Party, my anus. <laughs> oh, oh, Fred, you should be nicer to your wife. It's <laughs> so stupid. B- Betty Rubble over there mumbling in Cantonese. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I learned you can don't fuck someone anywhere. Oh, yeah. Uh, yes. Anytime, too. Right. I'm don't fucking tons of people right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I wrote uh, a Genghis Khan too much raping, and I also wrote Mongol dirty bastard. <laughs> so did I. Too much rapping. <laughs> too much, too much rapping. Yeah, the, the Genghis Khan was a, a, a serial rapist. A serial rapist. <laughs> Um, I learned that I should never say nipple boil to Dave ever again. <laughs> don't say that to me ever again. <laughs> I don't know what it's, I'm sorry. I don't know what inspired that reaction, <laughs> but I uh, do not like discomfort. Nipple boil. Obviously, yes. um, this feels too. Okay. I learned that we could all be short sword masters if we weren't fat. Oh, yeah. big mood. Being fat is a huge limiter on uh, some of these things. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. You said big, but it sounded like big. You said big fat. <laughs> big I just fat. thought about like fat big Crosby. <laughs> <laughs> What? I don't know. I don't know. I just being said, fat. That's being? where I just. This is an insight to how my mind works. I just thought of fat Bing Crosby. <laughs> All right, Bing fat. Wow, um, swinging a bag how, of oranges at his kids. How does that imagination do you, work? Do you I guys have know. anything else? Uh, I the last thing I wrote is that sometimes you just gotta laser them to death. Yeah, uh, I wrote true. that chainsaw bayonet is every man's fantasy. Yeah, dude, it's true. It's that male fantasy. <laughs> this, is like, this is why I hate video games because it just like it appeals to the male fantasy. fantasy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, shot footage from Pokemon Snap immediately follows. <laughs> is that Kermit the Frog with two katanas smoking a blunt? <laughs> Mm. There's there was one that they did of that that I I can't find anymore. But it's uh, after immediately after because it caters to the male fantasy. Yeah. It's it's just a bunch of players in TF2 doing a conga line to <laughs> that Gloria Estevan song. Come on, check your body, baby, do the conga. No, you can just the thing. That's fucking great. Awesome. That's been one of the most productive memes of my lifetime, I feel like. <laughs> There's really so many funny. great examples it's, of that. It's really funny. Yeah. Anyone can play video games. It's not... Play video games. They're all fun. Yeah. They're all really fun. Ladies like video games. Dudes ladies, like video ladies, ladies love, love video, video games. Oh, I know what the ladies <laughs> like. Ladies like armor plating. You, <laughs> ladies like armor plating. You could easily say the same thing of The Witcher, except that like my wife wants to play The Witcher three. My 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 wife wants to play The Witcher three and watch the series because she really likes Geralt. Yeah, I really like Geralt. 
Fuck. Geralt. Uh, yeah, The Witcher. I love Geralt it. of Rivia. The TV, Witcher. The TV show is really good. So. I only picture it him is in a really bathtub good for some reason. Yeah, Why um, do I only picture Geralt in a bathtub? Because he uh, would undoubtedly he look sh- naked naked. He shows up in the bathtub a lot in the show and a lot in the video. Yeah, games. why is this, why is he taking baths? Because so he much? looks good naked, dude. Because, because Thir- unfortunately, trap video gaming. Because unfortunately, he's well known enough that he has to go to formal occasions sometimes, and he hates them. Oh, but so he's got to be presentable. Sometimes he's got to take a bath, and he hates it. <laughs> It's like a stubborn puppy, which is probably why women like him. Yeah, I see it. But anyway, that's that. that. Whoa, I yanked my headphones out, but uh, that's that's that. Okay. well, Uh, thank you for that topic, Ben. That was yeah, that was fun. A lot of fun. Yeah, totally. And we'll be back next week when Dave takes the reins uh, next week or the week after, depending on D&D. Yeah, D&D, what we end up doing. You said you were going to do poetry. Do you still want to stay with that? Subjects? Oh, yeah. Poetry. That's right. Remind me what the idea was. Um, we, we bring in our favorite poems and recite them. That's right. Yeah. Or at least just talk about, yeah, just poetry that we've remembered and enjoyed. I will uh, I will make a list of, uh, I will bring uh, a list of poems in uh, and read them for you. I told you I'm going to get weepy if we do this because yeah, it's sure. a couple that really I'll, get to me. I'll bring yeah. my favorite in, but it's a fucking long one. I'll, bring, okay. I'll, I'll tell you what, I'll bring in the one that I have published too and I'll read it because I'm an idiot yeah. and I want everybody to... <laughs> <laughs> Hear my dumbass bullshit. Yeah, well, you know what? I'll I'll bring in my published yeah. one too. Yes. Uh, so this is going to be one that I feel like a handful of people are going to want to skip, and that's fine. No, we'll make it fun. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we we'll make, make it, fun. it fun. But but you know, it's, if this isn't necessarily your bag, don't feel bad skipping it. No, yeah, we really fun. get into this stuff. We're, we only do this show for ourselves, really. Right. It's, it's appreciated that we have fans and all. Yeah. It's just like you know. It's a, we've said a, mi- a million times. It's a Tuesday venting ritual. Like yeah, we, yeah, we just get to get stuff out of the ether. So. Yeah, yeah. This is this is so that when I'm 78, I can remember what I was like. Right, right. Exactly. And then immediately die. <laughs> right. Because <laughs> I should have been dead for. 10 and then years immediately be like, "Who's this asshole on the radio?" <laughs> <laughs> he sounds like a cunt. He sounds like a prick. Fuck <laughs> <Back> him, <laughs> pussy, pussy. Who calls themselves captain? <laughs> you you were never in a Navy. <laughs> All these guys are doing is burping. <laughs> if I wanted to hear that, I'd go into the mess hall. <laughs> you know, the other old farts. The mess hall? The mess Wait, hall. Mess is he like hall. a really, really old Marine? Yeah, sure. No, it's a, it's like a geriatric Marine. Yeah, right. right. <laughs> He's like the really old soldiers unit. What do they mean by the skin train to Tuna Town? <laughs> Who's Donald Trump? Oh, God. <laughs> oh, oh God. my God. Oh, if only. Think Let's... about how fun that's going to be. <sighs> Forgetting Donald Trump because of dementia. <laughs> Think about how fun that will be. Think about how fun dementia is going to be. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, God. Dead air. <laughs> Dead air. Too sad. Dementia jokes. Uh, let's end this episode. We're going to end the episode. We're going to dab on him. We're going to fucking <laughs> Look at my dad. Uh, come back next episode, and Dave is going to host. Yes. We're going to have poetry, and it's going gonna, it's gonna to be great. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. Uh, so thanks for listening. No. No, thank you. See you next time. See you, bitches. <laughs> See bitches. You. See you next time on the Dude Test Bye. Ooh, girl, ooh.